They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Hey. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Tanque Talk. I am your host, Drew El Tanquecito. With me today, finally, after two episodes, <laughs> I got my partner right. back, The Chef. What's up, what's up, what's up? What up, Drew? What up, man? As you can see, he's not here with me today. He is in Victorville, the bumfuck of nowhere, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long have you been out there already for? Uh, five years now, man. God damn, it doesn't even feel like five years. It feels like, like ten years already. Seriously. <laughs> the time, time goes slower out here. Hey, but you lived in the valley, which is the middle of fucking nowhere to us, and then now Victorville, which is still the middle of nowhere to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you guys out there in L.A., yeah. <laughs> Especially for me, because I'm in the middle of everything, so I was like, fuck, the valley? Fuck, Victorville. It's like just a place you pass when you go to Vegas and the Valley, you only go there when you need to go to Universe Studios. Bro, but you know what's crazy though is that the, the Valley is only like without traffic. It's like 15, 16 minutes away from you. Say, say the keyword again? With yeah, what? With, without traffic. And it's LA, there's always traffic. Yeah, that's why it's like an hour and a half with the traffic. <laughs> I'll, I'll care on, on the girls, bro. They're good, man. You know, just uh, Carol's working from home right now because, you know, what's going on. And then the girls are doing school from home, too. So you know, we're just trying not to kill each other. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Luckily, it just it's like we're all, it's only me, my mom, my brother. So we're not going to have to worry about too much of that. <laughs> but anyways, all right. You know, we've been wanting to do this episode. It's the, we're around the corner from the ABA season and everything. It's going to be big. It's a shortened season. LeBron's 18th after the Lakers won a championship. Mm-hmm. But before we get into all that crazy shit, you know, me and David have always talked. I don't know. If, how long has it been since we talked about the a podcast? Dude, it's been at least, I think, two or three years. That right. Th- talking about doing this. Yeah, at least. And it's funny because every time I see my girlfriend sees me texting you or texting one of my other buddies, she's like, why don't you just fucking t- you guys all talk about sports? Like, yeah, what else are we going to talk about? What do you want to do? Talk yeah, about seriously. our nails or hair? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, the hair is out of the question for me. <laughs> hey, for a minute there, I did have the David special. I was shaving my head until my girlfriend got mad and said, no, he let it grow. <laughs> she, was cool with the, she was cool with it for like the first two times, but then she started seeing I kept doing it. She's like, no, you need to let it grow. <laughs> oh, man, this is this is like... Dude, this is so good because it's easy maintenance. Just it was. It was way better. I had to worry about shampooing my hair. I just had to worry about getting the rag and get the dirt out of it, and that was good. Yep. You know what, what we need to do one day is get your brother on here because, you know, as much as we talk shit, he's the biggest shit tacker out of both of us. Oh, man. He <laughs> would go insane. Do you follow him <laughs> on Instagram, right? Yeah, he's always posting food. That food always gets me hungry. <laughs> did you did you see his little uh, spiel after the um, the Raiders Chiefs game? Yeah, he... yeah, yeah. Uh, that, he... No fucking shit. After the I was, we're watching me and my girlfriend watching me and my girlfriend and my brother were watching the UCLA USC game. I was fucking pissed. But there was one play in particular I was so fucking pissed. The running back decides there's a hole. There's fourth and one. He waits. It's supposed to be a cut back, cut out to cut back in because the hole's supposed to open up. Yeah. 
Tell me why the freshman running back cuts out to go outside and a hole bigger than fucking the biggest hole's butthole was wide open. The food decided to go out right into the DN's arm. I'm right there talking shit and I keep getting upset. And my girlfriend starts to cry. She's like, Tell me how you really feel. How I really feel is that the dumbass should have ran the fucking hole that was right there. It was bigger than any fucking thing you could see. It's because these kids are afraid of getting hit, man. That's, that's what it is. That's why they're always bouncing out to the outside. <laughs> I remember fucking playing, and then that was the first thing we do. Like, the only thing we kept looking forward to was a fucking hydro. That was it. We always yeah. kept looking for the hydro. Wait, did you play football or you played basketball in high school? Basketball. You call ticky tack fouls? Say the truth. Uh, no. No, man. <laughs> I, play, I, play, I played one year um, JV and then realized it wasn't for me. I couldn't play with refs. I couldn't play. Dude, because I, I was always playing at the parks. I was always playing street ball. So then when I, when I made the team, I, I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do the whole organization. I couldn't do running plays and all that stuff. I was more, <laughs> you know, street ball, freestyle, hard-hitting fouls. I, I couldn't do it with these guys, man. It, it was just it, – it was too much. It was ridiculous. It was the same thing for me. I played football in freshman year, so I played I – I didn't get – I played, like, two games. I was, like, in academic, just ineligible for the first eight games because we went to a four-period schedule that year. But – I've been playing since I was like in third grade, so I was tired. So the time I got to my my freshman year of high school, I was like, I'm not gonna make the NFL. I'm fucking short as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that my dreams of making the NFL and trying to be the next fucking Troy Aikman was that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 if anything, you would have been Doug Flutie. I, I would have been the placeholder. I would have been the fucking the placeholder, fucking holding the ball for the kicker. Still fuck that yeah. up. <laughs> Laces out, man. Laces out. <laughs> Wait. Oh, that shit was funny because I was the same game. You saw the race. You see the kicker made the the kick to like take the lead, and it was like forty seconds left. And the and the guy goes, the laces were good. The laces were out and everything. Every, every time somebody says laces out, I go back to Ace Ventura. <laughs> yep. Yep. Instantly. <laughs> laces out, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to ask. Now that Tom Brady's gone off the Patriots, is Carol still a Patriot fan or is he she a where he at fan? She's a where he's at fan. So she has a, a Buccaneers jersey now? No, not yet. I haven't got it for her yet. <laughs> is that on the Christmas list? Uh, no, not this year. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe next year. He's got to do better than eight and five. The fact that you're a Raider fan have to buy a, uh, a Brady jersey just makes me sick. <laughs> Dude, okay, so, so um, funny story. I, I think I might have told you this before or not, but I used to have a seasonal job at Williams Sonoma, out in Santa Monica, and this was I want to say maybe six or seven years ago. This was after this was the season after Brady um, got hurt, and then when I think uh, Matt Castle at the time uh, took over for him, and so then you know I'm at work, and then I see this guy walking in. I'm like looking at him. I'm like. Dude, he looks, I was like, that looks like Tom Brady. And as he gets closer, I'm like, oh shit, it's Tom Brady. And then, you know, and then Giselle's walking right behind him. And so then I just go up to him, you know, nonchalant. Hey, how you folks doing? Can I help you? I wasn't trying to make a big deal about it. Like I knew who he was, but I wasn't going to like fangirl (laughs) over him or whatever. Right. And so I was like, you know, if you guys need anything, let me know. And he's like, yeah. So they, they did the shopping. And so then when they were ready to check out, I, immediately ran to the register. I was like, I'm going to cash this dude out, you know? 
And so um, they, you saw him asking him, I'm like, hey, bro, so uh, I was like, how's the offseason going, man? You know, getting healthy? He's like, and they, they had about like three or four boxes of pancake mix. And so oh, he shit. Goes, yeah, so he goes, well, if she keeps on feeding me pancakes, he's like, I'm not going to be able to come back. And so I was like, okay. I was like, this dude has a sense of humor. You know, he's funny or whatever. And then he just tells me, no, he's like, recovery's going good. You know, thanks for asking. And I was like, oh, that's good, man. And I was like, you know, I picked you last year for my fantasy football team, so thanks. And he starts laughing. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, I get that a lot. <clears throat> he's like, oh, so I can tell you're a, you're a football fan. I was like, yes, yeah, sir, I am. He's like, who's your team? I was like, oh, we won't get into that. <laughs> and... Um, and then he's all, and then he's all like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "We just," I was like, Let, "Let's just say you you lost the ball." And then he goes, "Oh," and he's he, like, "Okay." He knows he's, like, he's we, fucking fumbled that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. He yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. He, and he go, he, he, and he goes, "Okay." Oh, he's like, "Yeah, we won't uh, talk football anymore then." And I was, and, and, and then I was thinking, dude, I was like, "God, I want to hate you, but you're so fucking cool." The fact that he pulled Giselle, a supermodel. They're not just any supermodel. They're like the <clears throat> the quintessential supermodels, Giselle. Yeah. To get her to be the wife and have kids with her, he must be doing something good. He didn't fumble that shit right there. Yeah, no, nah, he's uh, he's doing something right. Not only that, he wears he's sponsored by Uggs. Wears Uggs. <laughs> Sometimes has like the worst bowl cut ever, but then he still pulls Giselle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even get shaving my head, and my girlfriend gets mad. <laughs> right. And this dude's oh. rocking a, uh, a supermodel wife and gets <laughs> ball cuts and stuff, and it's and it's okay. Oh man, was it Jesus Christ? This guy, you know, I laughed too because, it, you know, back then I was the biggest LeBron hater. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you we know, both, and I, we both I, were. We both were, and I, and I, and you know, it was right around that. 2015 season when they first when he went back to to Cleveland and he started facing the Warriors and I watched his high school documentary and right there I was like man why am I hating this guy it sucks that I hate this guy because he's so good but then again we were long life Kobe fans Laker fans Georgia fans yeah. we grew up with those yeah. guys and they didn't want to be anybody but themselves Yeah. and then LeBron comes on the scene he was like I want to be like Jordan and then I watched his documentary I was like man this shit fucking sucks at the age of 18 no, six, six, 14. He's been on TV, on magazines, everything. And we mm. hate it. People hate on him. It's like until this day, they still hate on him. It was like, damn. Where I give him credit, though, is sticking with his baby mama since like, high school. Since high school. Yeah. Just well, like, okay, just like so, you. You've been, how long have you been with Carol? Uh, 21 years. Uh, since high school as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for you guys, it's like, that's something special. For me and my girlfriend, it's only been five years. And it's like, we feel like we're a married couple. And I was like, fuck. Might as well just put the ring on it already. <laughs> Might as well, man. <laughs> waiting, bro. Wait, wait, wait for the day for you to be like, hey, man, I did it. You know, we, we have come to the understanding that if we get married, we get married. If we don't, hey, fuck it. Love love trumps everything. We'll be, we, we, we'll be good. We don't have to worry about anything. That's true. But I know, uh, that's that, true. But, but then I know there's pressure from us and everything about <laughs> shit, mom, we go. We can't go to Walmart without my mom telling telling my girlfriend to look at the kids' toys. <laughs> oh my gosh! So your 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 mom's the one with the baby fever, then. Oh yeah, because she only has three nephews, and so she and that was for my sister. And those were like eighteen years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some little Drews to start running around. I have to ask: Did you ever want a boy? I did. I did. I mean, you know, I think that's that's every guy, right? That 
wants a boy, but um I mean for me, man, I just I just wanted, you know, healthy kids. That was it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really care about anything else. And uh I always go back to something that this one dude that I used to play ball with told me. Um he had uh four girls. And so when Carol and I were pregnant with uh with Val, um you know, and at, at, at the time when, when we were pregnant, man, there was no, you know, gender reveal and popping balloons and shit and, you know, setting off. Starting setting forest off fires. fires. Starting forest <laughs> fires and all that nonsense. There was none of that. You just, you went in, you got the test, you got the envelope. Okay, cool. We're having a girl and now we know what to buy and that how to set up the room and all that stuff, you know? That was it for and, you guys, but the talk with the parents came and that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I, I I remember this guy telling me, man, that um, he's like, you know, have, having he's like having a boy would be cool, but he's like having a, there's nothing like having daughters. He's like it's it's something special, he, you know. He tells me it's there's nothing like coming home from work and just having her run into your arms and say, oh, daddy's home, and he's like you can love on a on a daughter more than you can on a boy, and and I always remember that, man. And then you know, with uh, obviously the whole the whole Kobe thing and. And um, the whole, you know, hash, you know, hashtag girl dad and all that stuff. And it, it's, it, and I, again, I think back to what that guy told me to do. And it's so true. It, it's, I couldn't not picture not having my, my girls, man. So um, that's good. You know, man. People, people, yeah. People always ask us that and like, oh, you didn't want to try for a boy and stuff. And I'm like, nah, you know what? It just wasn't meant to be the, I, I probably would have pushed sports and everything on the, on the dude. He would have, Grew up hating me, and it it just would have it, it would have been bad. I I kid you not. I tell my girlfriend every day, if we, we if we have a boy on our first try, that's it. I'm done. done <laughs> I'm getting done. I'm getting snipped. <laughs> <laughs> I go shut it, with my shutting the with, factory down. With my luck, we'll probably end up having five kids, and then we'll have the boy on the sixth try. <laughs> with five girls, I'll be like, fuck, five girls and one boy, I'm fucked. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You're, you're gonna be like you're gonna be like Carol's parents. Oh, I I don't know how they I don't know how they did they did it. Was it five girls and one boy? Uh, four four girls. Four girls and one boy. How did, I don't one know. Boy, yeah. And I remember living they live across from me and they would come. And not only that, then like, when I started meeting you and then then your kids started coming out. It was like more girls. It was like Oscar had to be ma- like had to be over like like fuck. What did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I look. And I- <laughs> luckily, Cindy had her kid, her boy. But then again. Mm-hmm. Jessica has two girls, right? No, no, no. Um, the, oh, she had a boy too. Uh, she had a boy, yeah. All right, yeah. So it's it's somewhat getting balanced now. <laughs> it's somewhat. It's somewhat. So, I mean, it's somewhat. We're still we're still outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> and I told my girlfriend, with my luck, we're gonna have nothing but girls, and I'm gonna be scared shit of my life because I remember them living across from me, and I was and like I remember myself as a teenage, as a preteen in middle school and everything. It was like all the things going on. I was like, I'm scared for my if I have girls, I'm scared. <laughs> I know you had to be scared with two girls, <laughs> dude. But the, the the beautiful thing is that you know both of them, Val and Jasmine. We're like, you know, my, my friends are afraid of you, Dad. They always say you look mean and this and this and that. And I'm like, good. It means I'm doing my job. <laughs> I think the only thing that'll be scared of me, uh, if I we do have girls and the and like and we have the boys come over, I think they'll be scared of me knowing that I was in the army. Like, fuck, this fool could shoot me at any moment. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I got see, that's another thing too. It's like, dude, I I got you. You're a vet. Carol's cousin's a vet. You know, so I'm like, I got I got sharpshooters, man, in case of anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what the conversation we've been having my niece because she's the only girl in the family right now the young the only girl and so it's like any but as way, one of her my brother one of my nephews hockey teammates asked her ask her to the dance <laughs> her brother goes fuck no you're not asking my sister yeah. to dance who the fuck you think you are <laughs> yep and then, and and then I was, as I mentioned dude I'm you know I'm a chef so I'm good with a knife so <laughs> I have a funny story. I remember one time Carol went over and went to go play basketball. Uh-huh. I think you were working at the time. And it was a time when the street, you know, the street league was coming out, like trying to do all the street maneuvers, put the ball between your shirt and everything, fake the ball to oh your my face. Gosh, all the all the and one stuff. Every <laughs> one time I tried to do a move like that and by accident hit Carol in the face, I was about to run my ass out that fucking park <laughs> into my house because I was scared shit. <laughs> Because Carol's a scary girl when she gets mad. <laughs> oh, man. You know she's scary, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on now. I know all too well. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Although, I do have, she does take care of me because, I mean, I know you guys saw me sipping on coffee. She dropped out some pancakes for me. <laughs> oh, you're a pancake eater. I love. I'm a, a awful person, <laughs> dude. For me, okay. So for me, the the order goes: French toast, pancakes, waffles. Ah, uh, yeah, you gotta put French toast on there. Yeah, yeah. For me, fr- French toast is number one. I can't do crepes. I don't know what it is about crepes, but I can't do it. <laughs> really? I can't. It's something about that. Just the way it looks and everything. Just looks like a flat, like, like it gave up trying to be a, ke- a pancake and it deflated. <laughs> uh, you gotta. All right. So ne- next time, once all this, you know, pandemic's over and all this BS and you girl come for the weekend, man, we'll we'll make some crepes. We'll make some good ones though. All right. I know she she loves breakfast. We always go down to Russell's in Pasadena. I, we spent so much money there. I think they put it put us. We spent so much. The waiters already know us there. <laughs> Every Sunday we're at brunch there. <laughs> nice. When it was open, when it was open, we were there. When it was open. Oh fuck this pandemic! How is it out there? I know, it, and we're so restricted in LA, but I don't know how it is over there. Um, out here, dude. It's how can I put it? I mean, there's some restaurants that are doing you know dine in on the low. Um. You know, where I work at, they're doing it. Um, but it, it doesn't, it's not as crazy as it is over there with you guys, obviously, because we're not as populated up here. He can't, Although, you he can't even he, fart in public. <laughs> I know, seriously. I, think, dude, it's, I, I couldn't imagine going through this pandemic right now living out there. I, I don't know. Like, I think we would all just went nuts. But what was funny, dude, is that the other day, um, we uh, the four of us went to the market. We went to Vallarta. Yeah, and the guy stopped us and was like, "Oh no, it's only two per household." So Carol and Val had to go back to the car, and I was like, "Really?" And I could, we could have swore that there was a group of four kids that went in together, coming out as he told us, "Hey, it's only two." Yeah. And what was funny is that I the signs there outside and. Kind of out loud, I was like, "Oh, we're, we're about to break that rule." And then he comes out and he's like, oh, "Hey, you know what? You should have done is how to get a, a separate for like that. You guys go in first, and then they go in second, and then just meet up in the middle. <laughs> you just meet up in the middle of the store. Yeah, but that was like the only thing, dude. That like really was um, 
that we've seen that's like you know the whole restriction thing or whatever but yeah i mean when we go to like um costco walmart or target man you, you'll see some people not wearing not wearing the masks and they're signs I, I, saying that they have to and stuff you know i got my girl into costco she fucking loves costco <laughs> she used to go to sam's club and she's like man the shit at sam's club sucks oh, yeah, i started taking horrible I started taking her to Costco. She just loves it there. She finds shit like crazy. She like finding find leggings, socks, and everything. And I'm like, Kirkland, you got to fucking love the Kirkland brand and shit. <laughs> and I keep uh, throwing yeah. hints. I keep throwing hints because there's an electric bike right there. I'm like, hey, yeah, my birthday is Christmas and my birthday coming up. So. <laughs> You're like, you see that? You see that bike right there? Yeah, yeah. Or I like the game. I need a gaming computer and monitor because you know I, I work off my laptop, but I use this mainly for school, so all my animation stuff. So. I need something else separate for everything else, but I keep throwing hints. <laughs> Let's see if she gets it. <laughs> I know she was looking for an Xbox and PS5, but I'm like, you're not going to get that to next year for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that's your, not going to happen. Your brother got lucky. Yeah, he did. He, he was able to get his off of uh, Amazon. Shit. I do want to talk about the, uh, you know, we both work at Disney. And it sucks mm-hmm. at the, what's going on with all the employees and everything. And it sucks that, you know... I live under different circumstances, <laughs> to say the to say for the most. To say the least, yeah. To say for the least, and then you left because certain circumstances too. But if you kind of look at it, are both reason why why I got let go and why you left. It was kind of almost the same thing. And I don't want to get too much into it because, um, well, I was working at Grand Night Shift, and I I was working with a bunch of people that we became friends, and you know that's what happened. That design, you guys become friends, you guys become cool and everything. Yeah. So, one of my buddies is like, hey, we shall drink during rent night and everything. It's like that where we'd be <laughs> lit with the kids. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that sounds like a good idea. And I had to work my first job in the afternoon, so I left to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. We're chilling. You know, I, I went to the park like four hours early. So, I was just sitting in the park. I had a michelada. You know, who doesn't have a michelada when you go to California Venture? Seriously, dude. Well, I would always go and get um, a Dos Equis Amber. That's yeah, that was that was my joint. So this is four hours before the before before my shift even starts, and then all the people are coming. They're like, "Hey, we're next. I going to the parking lot and drink." I kind of do. I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do this. So I'm gonna stay back. So I said back and like, "Nah, guys, you guys go ahead." <clears throat> they all go. You know, I thought we're good. I was staying away from them. I thought I was fine. You know, like fucking whatever. They get caught. They get caught. I'm here on site. And obviously, you know that when we go to Disney, we have to scan our ID everywhere we go. <laughs> Yep. And I had I went to uh, Disneyland first. I had to go to the uh, costuming first to change. So that's like three, four. That's four, like four scans right there. Yeah. And I went back to California, which was another three scans. And I was hanging on the ca- cafeteria, just waiting for my shift to start. And people were seeing me there, so I'm like, like, cool. If anything happens, <laughs> I'm fucking clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in, you're in clear. Yeah, I'm in the club. I'm like, fuck it. You know, I had a beer, but one fucking beer is not going to fucking make it. Plus, the michelada with yeah. the chili, that's going to fucking make it worse because you're going to be like, it's going to burn everything that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll make it look real quick. So, you know, they, they were, we're, we started working. I got, I stood away from them. I was away from them the whole night. And then when one of the guys went missing, we had to go look for him after our, after our shift was over. But the cool thing was before we, our shift was over, we got to go right uh, Guardians before. Uh, you know, before it's open. So we ran right in the get that. But then we went to look for this guy. This guy is fucking passed out, drunk in his car. I'm like, fuck, you know, we're, they're going to get caught. I'm not thinking I'm going to get caught because I'm clear. Yeah. And then come the next day, I was working another shift and I was like, cool. And they start calling people over. I was like, fuck, what are they calling people over for? 
Mind you, I had a lead that did not like me because I was going above and beyond the Disney magic that they wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. You know how I like, oh do the Disney man? I was doing that, and she hated me for that reason because the plaids liked me, managers liked me, and only because she didn't like me. The and what plaids. sucked the plaids, yeah. The plaids. <laughs> and what's oh what sucked is because she didn't like me. One of the managers who was investigating everything was gone. Was her best friend. Mm-hmm. So we're getting called in. I get called in. I don't know how my name got thrown on there, but I guess because I was part of the group and the friends and everything, I'm like, cool, whatever. I could say the truth. I'm going to be good. Fucking golden. So I we go in. I do my report. I tell them everything that happened. I go, whatever. I tell them I had a beer four hours before work. You know, not who they're going to be like, oh, because, who cares? You know, who who gives a shit? It's a beer before, like four hours before work. Yeah. I'm not we're operating anything that day. So I was like, get whatever. They, they come in. She's like, you know, having a beer before work, it, it's not it's not right. And she was like, before you shift or anything, I'm like, okay, cool. I know that. She, you know, just operating. But I was like, you can't have a beer before work. What if you say if I had a beer before the night before? That's a beer before work. Yep, seriously. <laughs> Anytime you work, it's only having a drink is before anything, whatever. But they weren't even mad at that. What they were pissed about the most was the fact that I did not rat my homies out. <laughs> Mind you, this girl who's who's talking to me is the best friend of the lead does not like me and who's a manager. (laughs) And she's like, if you see something, say something. And she's just like pissed and everything. Like I didn't say anything and all this shit. And all I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's a like slap on the wrist. You're done. And the guy was talking to like, if you didn't do anything, you didn't go to the parking lot. Then you're good. You know, you should be fine. Obviously, I'm not saying for sure you're gonna get. You're just gonna do the suspension and come back. But. You should be good. I'm like, cool. You know, this guy is giving me high uh, hope and everything. One of my other buddies that went yeah. to the parking lot and didn't drink, he got he got reinstated. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm good. I'm fucking golden. I don't worry about anything. Come yeah. my come come my two weeks. So they're like, nah, we have to let you go for not ratting your friends out. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, and you know what sucks? I have a other buddy that used to work just got laid off. He works and he goes, one of the girls like ratted somebody out, and now she's outcast and doesn't get any shifts or anything. I'm like, so if I were to rat them out, you know, it sucks because you could do so good at Disney yeah. and then you just get fucked over for no fucking reason. Yeah, that's a. Uh, and then for you, it's and suck you because you're getting ready to be a, a main chef, right? Well, okay, so for so my story, um. Dude, and, and so for me, man, I always just let my my work speak for itself. I didn't, I wasn't, um, I've never been an employee to like kiss ass or anything like that or brown nose. Um, I go in, man, I put in the work, and, and and that's it. And so when I got hired there, I started off as as a prep cook, and then I, um, you know, started like just putting in the work, man. I, I was always finishing my lists and. You know, I got I, I got the attention of, uh, of some of the like the top two chefs for the parks, um, and the and these are the guys that not only handle Disney but also handle DCA or well, you know, California Adventure, um, and so at at the time they were going to reinvent uh, Riverbell Terrace. Uh, at the time, Riverbell Terrace was what they called a QSR, it was a quick service restaurant. <laughs> So they were going to reinvent it to a, to a sit-down restaurant. And then they uh, wanted to take about like maybe, I think it was like 80 or 90 um, people that they started off with to see if, if this crew was going to 
go over and, and be part of the new, the new restaurant. And so then the first day, man, when we're all training about a good, I don't know, about at least a good 30 of them either were like, this is not for me or the chefs just told them, okay, you're not, you're not, you're not cut out for this. Go. And this is, <laughs> I think I want to say six months into me working there already at Disney. And so, um, you know, I was uh, one of the final people to 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 make it. Uh, they promoted me from from what a from a prep cook to a, to a line cook, and then I want to say maybe like two weeks after we had re- we had a reopened Riverbell Terrace, they made me a lead. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know. So for those people that don't know, a lead basically is the chef in the kitchen. Because the the chefs at Disney act more like managers. They they don't really cook. They just come in and um, just make sure you don't burn anything. Just yeah, just make sure that the restaurant isn't burning down or anything like that, you know. Um, but the leads, you know, we're doing everything, man. We're um, kind of helping out with the schedule. We're doing uh, doing the temperature checks. We're giving out breaks. We have to know every position in the kitchen. Um, you know, if there was an allergy order, we'd go out and take it if uh, if a chef wasn't around. Um, so, again, going back to, like, you know, my whole work ethic thing, man, anyone that I'm in charge of, if I'm leading by example and if I'm busting my ass, I expect the same out of my crew. And I expect the same out of everyone that's working with me. And so there was there was, you know, other leads that had been with the company for five years. And for those that don't know, Disney works off seniority. And when I say they work off seniority, I mean, they work off seniority. So the other, that's the shitty part. Yeah, it was horrible. I hated it. I I couldn't stand it because if you were there for five years, you could basically get away with anything because you had seniority. And so, um, I remember, you know, since I was at the bottom of the whole seniority thing, I was I was always closing. So my shift was generally from like noon until about eight, nine or ten o'clock at night. Once we closed up shop, the other lead who was the mid. I, I could have two cooks call off for my night shift. And this dude, as soon as it hit, well, 640, because as you know, they gave us the 20 minute walk to go to costume and change and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, if you were off at seven. So as soon as 640 hits and this dude knew that I had two call outs, that I was short two people. All right, man, I'm out. Have a good night. I'm like, really? Dude, like you're the other lead. Like, why can't you just, you know, chill back, help me with the dinner rush? Nah, he was out. And so, um, you know, I, uh, obviously I, I spoke up, I said something and that was the beginning of the end for me because then, Someone else went to management and went to uh, the union and was like, oh, well, I've been with Disney for two years and I'm still, you know, a line cook. And this guy has only been with Disney for eight months. Why is he uh, why is he a lead or whatever? And so then I remember that the, um, the head chef comes up to me, you know, he pulls me to his office. I'm thinking, oh, shit, man, I'm in trouble, you know, and I'm trying to think like, what, did, what the hell did I even do? And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and so he basically tells me that my progression because he and I had talked about me, 
you know, taking the next steps and, um, and becoming a chef. And then one of the cool things about Disney at the time, I don't know if they do it now, but part of your interview process to become a chef was they would take you into uh, club 33 into the kitchen and give you a mystery box. And then you'd have five chefs watch you as you're, you know, as you create your dish and stuff. So that was one I was like, I was so looking forward to that. And then yeah. it tells me that my, my progression has to come to a, to a screeching halt because I moved up too quickly and now unions involved and all this political bullshit, dude. So I was like, you know what, if I, if I'm making the drive from Victorville to Anaheim and if I can't move up, I'm done. So I did meet, I think I maybe stayed for two months more. And then I was just like, I was, I was done, dude. I put my two weeks in. I was like, if I can't move up because someone didn't, you know, you know, like the fact that I moved up way before them and because they suck, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm over there kicking ass. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. So um, that's a sad yeah, truth in Disney. It's a sad yeah. truth of Disney. Like, you could be so fucking great. Like I said, I was good. Yeah, I made a mistake, but was it a, was it a huge mistake? No, I said back. You could have seen I said back. But because I was doing so good and progressing better than other people's favorites, Kiss Ass, were doing, they kind of like, nah, well, we should, you know, because they ultimately, when they investigate everything, they're the ones talking to the other leads and saying, and, you know, it's up to them. If you do, if they don't, if you can do great and they don't like you, you're fucked. Yep. You're that's you're fucked. It doesn't matter regardless of how good you, you could be fucking doing the best you can and you still be fucked and because you're not kissing ass. And it sucks the people that kiss ass, they do the least amount of work and they get the most recognition. And it was like, man, mm-hmm. looking at it from the outside in now, I was man, I was like, fuck for for two months I give this company my all. I've loved Disney, I always worked, I always wanted to work there. You you know how much I love Disney. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's like for two months, I give this fucking company my all. I was leaving my full time job to work more hours with them because it's like, oh, for them, you're you're full you're full time at Disney regardless. You're doing part time. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed, and then this shit happened. I was like, man, really? I was like, but then I got at the end, I got them back because I ended up being a shareholder to about some stock. <laughs> 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 to a point now where I fucking email, I I email them when I fucking I like I kid you not when they raise their prices here, I emailed fucking um what's his name. Bob Iger. Two weeks later, I got a call from one of the one of the heads of design asking, telling me like, "Thank you for your feedback and everything." It was like, "Hey, when you're a shareholder, you could fucking get your shit done." Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's man, I like it. This, idea. I like, I like this side better than the fucking working because you know, after being in the inside, I was like, it's cool. But if you're not, it's cool if you're doing college and you're retired. Because yeah. they make it so they make it so much more easier for. But if you, as a person that's mm-hmm. trying to do a career, you're not gonna make it anywhere within that place. Yeah, because yeah, you, you were lucky. You're you were lucky. You're you're a chef, so you're you're like you say progressing. But because uh, so you know already. But then yeah. for me, it was like I was like just another worker for them, getting like treated like shit. And I was like, come on, man, like it's not worth it. You know, so obviously some people have been there for 10, 20 years, and they don't they still get paid minimum, and it's like. I get it, you love Disney, but at the same time, it's like it's, you have to kind of like, okay, <laughs> the pay's not that great. You know what else could I do? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, I was I look at the look. Good thing about it, I am able to go back, but I want to go back when I have my degree and find that fucking lead and that manager, throw it in their face and say, "Look at bitches, I got this shit." That, you know the funny thing is, if I, especially if I go back as an animator, I could throw that shit mm. in their faces and it'd be so fucking happy, and then be like, "Fuck," because <laughs> at that point, once you're once you're in the film the company side of it. 
you're better than anybody in the park side of it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, because that's the one their that, money. Yeah, yeah, that's their money maker. <laughs> that's their money maker. So I could come back and say, I'm an animator. What are you now? Oh, you're still a manager at the park. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> not a not an animator. You're an Imagineer. Um, exactly, you're a manager. That's the yeah, difference. It doesn't matter what you do. If you get in, like, imagine if you do anything animating and all that stuff, construction, you're you're an Imagineer. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, if you and, yeah, if you work in animation or props or anything like that, that's what you. And they bow down to you like you're a fucking god if you're an Imagineer. Doesn't matter if you're the fucking new one year in or two months in, they'll bow down to you regardless. Mm-hmm. That is so true. But it, do you see it like I, I said it? Do you see it the same way too now? Like, would you want to go back unless you get like a like a career spot or like you say they do call you like, hey, we do want to give you the chef position now? I think that would be the only way that, I, that way? I would go back. Yeah, yeah. If if I got hired in <coughs> like right as a as a chef, I wouldn't I wouldn't start all over. I definitely wouldn't start all over. No, because I I you know I, <laughs> with with my resume and everything, man, I feel like um. You know, I'm beyond that already. So I, that's the only way I would go back. And I'm the same way like you. Like I don't take bullshit. Hold on, let me fix this fucking mic. There you go. I'm the same way like you. I'm taking the bullshit. I left my last job, right? I was working with kids, but I've been, you know, you know, I've worked with kids for like the longest time, so I know how everything mm. works. You know, especially you as a chef, after a while, you know how everything works properly. So I work with this organization, and I started seeing like, hey, this isn't, nah, this is not right. This is seems like a issue. I was told, stop, stop talking, opening your mouth, and don't say shit anymore. <laughs> I looked at the, I look at my manager, and I'm like, because I'm a supervisor position, so I'm, I'm trying to point out mm-hmm. shit, and I'm a supervisor position, and they're getting mad at me. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, cool. When I get when they get sued, I'm going to come back to this moment and say, because you told me to shut the fuck up and not say shit anymore. Yep. I was like, people, you know, people get comfortable because they've been with the, that organization so long. And I tell my girlfriend this, too. Like, when you get comfortable, you don't give a shit no more. I go wait till that the CEO leaves because they get they kind of get backed up. But once that person that that defends you is gone, who's there to defend you? Nobody. You have to bust your ass off now. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that moment because I'm gonna laugh and shit because it's funny because even though they didn't like they trying to make me seem like a shit bag outcast and everything. I didn't do my job even though I did. I was doing great with no fucking help, no nothing, no support, anything on my fucking own. I did a fucking fantastic program, and it, with nobody helping me there. It's like, and I laugh in their face because to this day, besides those two that didn't like me, everybody else wants me back. <laughs> so I laugh as like, oh, like they always, because my girlfriend still works at the organization and they always ask me like, mm-hmm. oh, we want you back. We want you like, oh, how's he doing? You think he'll come back and everything? Like, no, he sure he's happy right now. <laughs> and right. the only no, reason I, left, I wouldn't, oh, he's good. The only reason I left is because I was going to Universe Studios. I was going to work at Universe Studios for the enemy because <laughs> they took me on right away. Yeah. They're like, oh, you worked there. This is like, we'll take you right the fuck away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously the pandemic happened, but that's the only reason I left. Now I'm getting, I'm, I just got hired with the post office, but I'm kind of discouraged because you have to do five one year contracts to be offered a full time position. I was like, Am I a fucking NBA player? Am I working the GP? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're working the LeBron deal. Yeah, all right. I have to do a one one plus one, one plus one, and then oh, it sucks yeah. too. It sucks too because at the end of the evaluation, so I'm like, man, this would be like fucking Disneyland again. Like, if the if the supervisor don't like you, he could like go. Like, you say, oh, he's shitty. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, I, I'm still doing the post. I was lucky I got hired by H and M yesterday, so I got to do that shit today too. <laughs> Look at you, man, holding holding two jobs down. 
two jobs, full time school, and a podcast. And a podcast. <laughs> it's a, it's the way it has to be done, though. Like you got to hustle your ass out of here, you know? Because you know, we we come in the generation of hustling. We had to bust our ass off. Mm-hmm. I've been working since the age of fifteen. Yeah. And like I said last week in my podcast, like. When I started the, when we started last one, we thought we were gonna be a hit like that. Like, oh, we're gonna get these fucking listens. We're gonna be so fucking popular and everything. <laughs> and I was there like, yeah. And then like we started getting like, ah, oh, shit, it didn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, fuck, like you know, we got we we have to hustle our asses. Like we're not into the gratitude of like, oh, one things and help us out, hit it big and everything. Yeah. But uh, that's the generation now. Like you know, it is that's the generation we're in. Where you one things gonna make you big. One things gonna hit make you a hit. You know, because obviously everything that's, you know, we didn't have this shit. Like, um, we weren't able to buy a microphone like this back then in the day. <laughs> no, 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 not at no, all. No. Dude, I have a lap. Everything, all this, you know, YouTube and TikTok and all this stuff, man, it's 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 so, it's insane. None of this stuff was around. I remember my before. first computer. I remember my first computer. It was my mom bought it off some pretty company laser. Like, oh, yeah, it's for education. You get all these educational DVD, uh, CD-ROMs and everything for you to help your kids and shit. And I was like, oh, we just need a fucking computer. We're going to get that shit regardless. We don't care about the fucking educational shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that. Then we ended up getting the Dow and stuff and everything. But now it's like, oh, a, a fucking laptop costs 200 bucks. Like, where was this shit back in high school? Laptops cost like $800, like the cheapest amount. Seriously. And only that. back then. Oh. <laughs> The phones, man, when you had to actually pay like 300 bucks to get a phone and then you're stuck for that phone for three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's like, oh, I could pay 300 bucks to get out of my contract and then new monthly payments. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you just got to pay the taxes on the phone. and that's Oh, it. you got to pay the taxes. That's it. To, they yeah, got us like a, the they got us like, they got us like a fucking car dealership. Now it's like, oh, yeah, get this brand new phone, pay $89 right now and you'll get it for free. And then like like two months later the new one comes out and you're like, Oh, I just got this new one. You want it? You had to pay out your pay out pay it out to get the new one. hmm <laughs> Yeah. That's uh man. <laughs> the shit they got us doing now is fucking crazy. From where we, from growing up from where how we were to now is like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's changed so much. It has, and it's, it's like crazy. and especially like you, you I know you, you know kids complain. I know your your girls complain every now and then about shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever tell them, like, I'd have to complain about shit like this back then? <laughs> I, I I told them one time, man, I was like, you know, you guys will never know the struggle of walking with a CD player in your pocket <laughs> and having the song fucking skip and skip because you're just, if you walk too fast, it's just like, dude, these kids will never know. The struggle of having, struggle. and then the struggle of having a phone and an MP3 player in two different pockets, and they're both bulky. Yeah, <laughs> well, bulky as hell, and it's. Or having, I mean, or having prepaid minutes. Remember back then, you, you didn't, your mom didn't want to give you a contract; they had to get you a prepaid phone. And like, don't waste your minutes. Yeah, you'd have to wait till after nine o'clock to be able to use <laughs> your phone, because that's when the free minutes kicked in. Now everything's like, oh, social media, cool. Internet in the house, cool. Oh, you can use the internet yeah. and the phone together. <laughs> Seriously, every everything that you need now, dude, is is on the phone. Oh, it's so fucking crazy. I tried to be off my phone, trying to go back to reading books, but it's, sometimes it's like you get so sucked in back into the phone because there's so many fucking video, funny videos. And my girlfriend's like, why are you always on your phone so much? I like to watch fucking videos, and you know, I'm always sending you shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I like to watch fucking videos. These shits are fucking hilarious half the time. <clears throat> it's, it's, uh... 
you know what sucks too though like watching videos but then you also watch those tiktoks where like girls over sexualize themselves just to get the views mm-hmm. and it's like cool like what you you're getting the views and getting guys commented but then you come out saying like oh these guys are nasty and disgusting why are they coming like that well wear shorts that don't fucking show your butt crack and then they won't be saying shit like that yeah exactly it's just it's <clears> all the way you present yourself I mean it's actually one no, sorry before, I think that's the last one before we get into the NBA part of it and me and yeah. you could talk for fucking days I think we could make a, one episode to it like a fucking five part episode <laughs> 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 we could make it into a miniseries but before, I want to say this before we get into the NBA shit <clears throat> it is one girl um she used to be a Vine star and then she became like a Instagram famous and shit. And the minute she hit 18, she got like, I'm going to get an OnlyFans. <laughs> I was like, if you know, some of you guys don't know, OnlyFans is like a fucking place where girls could fucking post their nudes and make you pay a monthly subscription. But also not only that, make you pay extra to buy a fucking picture. So the only reason I know this is because I looked when Bella Thorne did that shit. People were fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... And then I looked on Twitter and everything, like the backlash of, like, it wasn't even the backlash of Fergie and the OnlyFans. It was a backlash of guys actually subscribing. Like, why are you getting mad at the guys for it? I get it. Some of the guys will probably be older and they want to see some young girl half naked or whatever it is. But why are we not getting mad at the girl? The minute she turned 18, I want to make an OnlyFans. Where her parents? Where her ma- Where's her manager? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you getting mad so mad at, so up to get mad at, the, at the guy for this situation and not the girl? Like, I get it. Some of us, could, some guys could be fucking pervs, you know. Some, I think everybody in the human, human people in general, girls, guys, everybody have human, uh, pervasy tendencies. Doesn't matter if you mm-hmm. say you don't, you do. You, yeah. When you look at a guy, when a girl looks at a guy, it's like, oh, he's hot. You're, you're being a perv. Yeah. And obviously, exactly. when we look at a, when we look at a girl's ass, we're being pervs. So it goes both ways, but it's like, when the shit comes like to this, why don't the guy always get in the guy? Like, why do they always get in the guy and why not in the girl? Like, when you never think like, oh, she's eighteen. Why are you fucking showing up, paying, making guys pay for your body? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, it, dude. I, I mean, I, I, you can't even make the argument of, the, of them trying to like say, okay, so like before, back in the day, right? If a girl, you know, was like a stripper or whatever, and then it was like, oh, well, she's trying to make her <clears> college, <throat> and that's the only way she can make money or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I'll kind of let that argument slide. But now, yeah. like you said, when they're doing these like OnlyFans account, they're not going to school because no. they're making they're, they're making so damn much off of this <laughs> shit. You know, so it's like that. That's essentially now their career path, you know, and, and, and you bring up a good point because we're like, OK, so where's, you know, her her parents or whatever or. Or like you said, well, I mean, the manager you really can't even bring up because the manager gets a cut. So yeah. we know. What so for him, it's money. It's it's money. Yeah, yeah, for him, it's money. And unfortunately, you know, especially with some of these young stars that, like you, like you said, like Bella Thorne and stuff, right? That grew up through Disney Channel and all that stuff, and now they're doing this. Um, I mean, unfortunately, dude, it's probably the the parents are probably getting a cut too. You know, she's actually, no, I think. There. I think Bella Thorne actually got her parents out because there was an issue with her and her parents. They She didn't want to be acting, but her parents forced it to because they needed money. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she had like she has issues. But at the same time, it's like how many girls looked up, how many young girls looked up to her while she was growing up? And then, oh, she's a porn star now. Like, I know mm-hmm. she's not a porn star, but she's a porn director. I know she directed a porn, a porn video or something like that. Yeah. But here's one thing I'll say. The last thing I want to say, if you're paying for a fucking OnlyFans, there's fucking Pornhub for free. 
<laughs> Why are you gonna pay ten or ten, fifteen dollars or whatever a month? Or whatever? I, it's, yeah. I don't know, man. Not only that, you you're paying that much, but also Pornhub gives you a week free of fucking their good videos. <laughs> sign, sign up and cancel at at the seven day mark. <laughs> My girl's like, "Would you get only?" It's like she asked me, "Like, would you ever get an OnlyFans?" I was like, "Why would I get one? I have fucking Pornhub for free. Like, there's no fucking point." <laughs> She's like, "You do yeah. like you get a point there." <laughs> I was like, well, well, yeah, it's fucking pay ten bucks where I could buy something cool, or pay this girl to fucking who who knows what they're showing. If like, even if they're showing nudes, or actually just go on my website and then watch Pornhub like for a good video and then there. Done. Yeah, it's like (laughs) it's it's uh, funny, but I'm like, it's like my girlfriend laughs. She's like, that you make a good point. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, if I never paid for those fucking internet those porn site subscriptions, why I'm gonna pay for a fucking a girl who's just trying to show her her ass, which shows her ass on Instagram either way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's, it's, it's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's get into the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice transition. <laughs> yeah, it's transition. Perfect trans. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, as you know, our Lakers won the NBA Finals last this past bubble season. I'm gonna call it the bubble season, regardless, even though it was they're not. It was just a bubble playoffs, but it was a bubble season. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, even for them, a probably a great offseason after winning the championship. Because usually, when you win a championship, you don't you don't get better. You kind of regress. Yeah. You kind of like oh, you're trying to look for the piece, and you kind of regress, and then you have to wait to mid season to make a trade. Yeah. Usually, what Lake- happens with usually what happens with teams that win a championship man, is is they'll they they might lose a piece or two that was instrumental to the run, or they just bring back the same team. And I think what you were going to get to is, and I think you you agree with me on this. Dude, the Lakers got better. They did this off season. They way and way better because it's like the like I I know it's way better because you know they trade dining they, they they traded Danny Green, Brickhouse, mm. and bringing West, Wesley Matthew, younger like not same age, better production, same same amount of defense, and pay less. Yeah. Now they lose Rondo, and they bring in somebody faster, could score better, could create his own shot. Leadership, probably not there. But then that's what you have LeBron and AD for. Exactly. And they bring so they brought in Dennis Schroeder. Then you need energy guy because you lost you lost Dwight. Oh, Montrez is there. I can you want to sign with this after being with like, the Clippers? Cool. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, you know, the Clippers say, well, we don't need him and everything. But at the same time, like, you kind of do because off the bench, that was energy guy. Because Lou Williams does not bring that energy like like Trez does. Yeah, no. And then, well, and then Marcus saw, so you, you, and you can replace the veteran leadership of Rondo. It's not going to be the same with Gasol, but defensive presence is the same on par with, with uh, Rondo. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah, they lost some key players, but they bought in better players, some younger, some better, and they almost on par with what they had already. Yeah, what I what I like the most about what they've done this offseason, and I think it's something that they noticed in the playoffs, is our our bench production was was hardly there, and so you know, kudos to to Lakers front office man to to just get our bench a whole lot better. And I think the the key thing here is, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning of the show with this NBA season being condensed and it's a 72 game season. I mean, they're only missing 10 games, but the fact that these 72 games are going to be so condensed 
And now the fact that, you know, LeBron and AD for like, you know, nationally televised games, they can't sit. They have to play these games now, I think is, is key for us to get these guys that are going to be coming off the bench because, you know, you could build a, a, a big lead and then have LeBron and AD, you know, sit hopefully for the fourth quarter or, oh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, or play them, you know, um, minimum minutes because you want them to, you, you want them to be healthy and you want them to play come April, May and June. You know, you're not going to need them right now in the beginning of no. of, uh, of the season in January and all that stuff. I mean, even if the Lakers, yeah, I would even make the argument that the Lakers don't even have to try to fight for the number one seed. They can, in, they can be really okay being the, the second or third seed in the West and oh, still yeah. come out. Because the fact of the matter is, there's not going to be no fans in the arenas. Mm. So yeah, the travels are going to be there. If you, even if you say they get the second seed, <clears throat> and say Denver gets the first seed, and they have to face them in the finals this year again, in the conference finals, the reason Denver is so good at home is because of fans. Yeah, and you give Lakers going there with no fans and everything, and probably like they'll be like, "Oh, we beat you before. We could do it again." And we're playing in your home arena with no fans, even better. Yeah. So that's like the big thing, and. <clears throat> yeah, the bench is good. Not only that, I think if Kuzma, who finally fucking started moving his fucking ass, <laughs> I kept fucking saying, "Move your ass!" And my girlfriend would get mad. She's like, "Why are you always hating on Kuzma?" She has like a fucking. She loves Kuzma, uh-huh. so when I talk shit about him, she gets fucking mad. <laughs> but he finally moved. His, he started. He started finally moving his ass. He's getting better defensively, but I yeah. think he keeps moving. If he keeps progressing as he is. He, that's another, you're looking at another almost 10, 15 point scorer off the bench. Mm-hmm. Off the bench. And th- off the bench. And that's with Trez, him, and they'll see what they do with Schroeder. I don't know if they're going to keep starting or keep him off the bench. But then if they do, you know, if they start him, you have KCP on the bench now or Wesley Matthew, who could give you another 10, five to 10 points. Yeah, exactly. And that's and what I'm could, saying, like the, our, our bench, man, is just going to be so much better. <laughs> and especially if we can keep Schroeder on the bench. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that, that gives us another you know 10 to 15 point guy and go and going back to Kuzma really quick you know I, I know last year he had made a comment saying that he can be a starter on any other team in the NBA well he needs to play like that because last year he didn't play like a starter he was coming off the bench playing against other bench players and getting outplayed so if you claim that you can be a starter in this league you should be killing these other guys that are coming off the bench and not getting killed yourself. Now, defensively, last year he did a really good job. Um, I think he needs to get out of his head and 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 just and just play ball. I think he maybe last year he he was so focused on maybe trying to be that third guy, you know, to compliment LeBron and AD, and he just he just needs to play ball, man. This, he he has the skill level to be there. He, I mean, there's a reason why we didn't trade him away. Oh yeah. There's a reason why we kept him and we were okay with getting rid of, of ball and heart and, um, and Ingram and we kept him for a reason. So now this year, um, I'm hoping that he comes out of that shell, man. And, and, and really shows us what, you know, he could be, he could be an 18 night, 18 point night type of player, you know? So I'm hoping that he, he, he does that this year. It's not even about being a starter. It's about knowing your role. 
Like even mm-hmm. there, back then it was a, you ha, it was a, you had to be a starter to get the minutes. But now it's like if you you can start and only play five minutes a game. It's not about who starts; it's about who finishes the game now. Yeah. So I think for Kuzma, he should understand more, like know his role. Like, okay, they don't need you to be the starter that you want to be. They need you to be the player that you were coming off the bench before with Ball, Ingram, and when LeBron got there, that's what they need you to be. Because then that was when you were at your finest. And obviously last year, I think he just wanted to prove, like, oh, I could be a starter. But at the same time, the Lakers didn't need you to be a starter. They needed you to be that guy that provided energy off the bench. Yeah. Not only that, him and I think I think Thornton's trying to get his minutes. <laughs> Yeah, the, the second year play. I, he, well, I think he wants to prepare that he could play, and he he can't play. Yeah, and 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 I know that a lot of times people say, "Oh, well, don't make too much out of the preseason and stuff." Um, but dude, in these two games that the Lakers have played, you know, we we've only been playing our role players, and we've been playing our bench players. The B Clippers squad. have been playing, and the, the Clippers have been playing everybody. <laughs> they have. They want to. Yeah. I think they wanted to come on here prove a statement, like, "Oh, we could beat your B squad," and then. Halfway through, they're like, okay, we yeah. can't beat the B squad. <laughs> and, 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 and then we smashed on them. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I like this kid, though. I, I, I hope, uh, you know, I still want to see a couple more games out of him. Um, I, I want like to see how he plays with LeBron. The, I was about to say, that. I want to see what the chemistry will be when uh, with LeBron and AD in there and see and see what happens, you know, because then, obviously, you bring those two guys back. Um, now you're losing touches and you're losing yeah. shots. You know, now you're not going to have the ball as much in your hand because LeBron's going to be there running the point. So let's see how he does when when those guys come back. But but so far, man, in, in these two games, I like what I'm seeing out of out of, uh, out of our Lakers squad. Oh yeah, damn! I lost my train. I was going to say something, but I... God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, like like you said, I like what you said and everything. But not only that, LeBron has a final way of how finding these young gems. And like turn him into something that work with the mm-hmm. Lakers. He's done it. Well, work with any team he's been with. Like who he and Mario Chalmers as a point guard in Miami. Nobody thought he was that good, but LeBron hyped him up and worked him to a place where he could be a good player. Yeah, Dallavadova with uh, with Cleveland, and then I, there's so many other players that he just like. I don't know what he does. It brings the best out of players. Because look at Caruso. Him and Caruso are just like, they just work so perfectly together. Yeah. So it just works. I don't, and I don't know what he does. I don't, I don't know what it is it. Maybe just like, oh, I'm playing with LeBron now. Let me show him what I can do and everything. Maybe that's what it is. But who knows? Kind of want to switch teams right now, and we're gonna go go kind of cross the hallway and talk about. Uh, uh, hold on, uh, kind of choking a bit. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Clippers. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. When you mention the Clippers, yeah, you can't help but choke a little bit. And I'm. Not excited about their pickups. I'm kind of like disappointed, but I'm disappointed more in what everybody says. Ibaka, yeah, he's good. But Ibaka with the Raptors last year was getting touches. Like you said, we're talking about touches. Yeah. You take away Kawhi last year from the Raptors, where those 20, those, uh, how many, he'll get like, I don't know how many touches he'll get, but he'll average like at least 20 shots. Mm -hmm. He got 20 shots spread around players now. So obviously, Ibaka got some of those numbers, got some of those fucking shots. Luke Kennard, another one. He played a shitty Pistons team. Obviously, there's going to be touches because you're a shitty team. They're trying to see who can score. Yeah. But those two pickups, they make it seem like they're the fucking greatest pickups and they're going to be back and be better than ever. I'm here thinking, like, well, where are they going to get the touches from? Because Kawhi PG are going to get, like, 25 shots. Mm-hmm. Lou Williams is going to get, like, at least 15. 
Marcus Morris, he thinks he's a fucking NBA superstar, is gonna get like thirty shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patrick um, Beverly throws some fucking duds in there. I don't know where, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're looking. That's about. Yeah, that's at least at least eighty shots right there. You average about eighty shots in the NBA, anyways. Yeah. So what? And, where? And, and, and their offense isn't you know built like a let's say like a Phoenix Suns offense or. Um, you know, or like whatever, what uh, or like Houston last year. You know, they're they're not a speed up offense. They're they're more of a half court. So, like you said, yeah, those guys are going to lose touches. Um, I think the Clippers, man, uh, got worse. They did in the off season. You know, and it it's funny because all, all the noise that they were trying to make last year and all the noise that like the, 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 you know, the Clipper faithful were, were making. Um, and, and I mean, I get it. I get it because everyone was hyped because of, Oh, we got, you know, Kawhi and finals MVP. And you know, he came off that, that good run with Toronto and stuff. Uh, Let's be honest though. That was all Kyle Lowry helping them out right there. He was just there to like show, like to write the score and the defense. But Kyle Lowry was, was a veteran leadership right there. No, no, yeah, he definitely was because he because he was the lo- the long standing you know Raptor that had been there for a while. So, um, and I mean, you know, the only reason why they made it out of the East is because LeBron wasn't there. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that, that's the only reason why they came out of the East. Who's to say they don't win the NBA championship if they if Golden State has a full squad? Yeah. See, and th- this is where I I feel like I might differ with a lot of people. I think. Just the, the the type of run that Toronto was on, not last year, but you know the year before. Um, I I still think they probably would have beat a, a, a healthy Golden State squad. So they're on the collision course to win it. <clears throat> I, I think I think so. I think they still would have won it. It, it would have been a seven game series, but I think they still would have won. And and the reason why I think I think that is because the year prior, if if J.R. Smith doesn't fuck up game one. And <laughs> Cleveland wins that first Cleveland wins that first game. That that series would have been completely different. I'm not saying that Cleveland would have won, but it would have been seven it, games. It, it would have been probably six or seven games. So if if that squad could have took in that same Warriors team six or seven, this Toronto team, I think, was built. To, to to beat this Golden State squad. I mean, let's let's remember, dude. It you know in in the NBA, man. No, no matter how many superstars you might have on a team, you know the other team you're playing, dude. They're, they're, it's still NBA players. Oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 still in the league for a reason. And you know, and and Toronto did not have a B or C squad. They had a good squad. You know, they you had you had. Uh, Larry, you had Leonard, you had Ibaka, you had you know Marcus Saul, you know uh, they they had a really good squad. I think they still would have beat a healthy um, Golden State team. You're probably right. You, I, I mean, think about it. I'm trying to think of like, going through it now. Think about it too, and then how you with the the year before, two years before that, with the whole J.R. Smith fucking up game one. <laughs> I laugh because I still see LeBron. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I still see him like that. So, yeah, you know, thinking of it now, I think you're probably right. But come on. And then not only that, 
And then you know, get to your back on the Clippers on this. Not only that, they had a worse offseason. You know, congrats on PG. He got, he got his bags. <laughs> he he yeah. got his bag. He, he got his payday. Props, props. But Steve Ballmer, you see you're a businessman? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Um, again, I just, I don't, I don't know what direction they think they're going in. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they, if they do anything before the trade deadline and see if anyone becomes available. Uh, I think they're I just scared kinda... that, I think they're scared that Kawhi is going to leave. And if Kawhi leaves, who they're going to have to replace him? I think so. They overpaid. They overpaid for him for, in the first place. Yeah. And then they now they overpaid to keep, keep him. Which, by the way, just breaking news: uh, Giannis just signed his five-year super max deal with the Bucks. I, I, I saw that. I saw that come. Through. Good for him. I like that. And also, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the fact that he's staying, man. I, I was yeah. I was really hoping. Look, because the the NBA is better when the talent is spread out. And and Milwaukee being a small market team, and for for him to stay there, dude, for him to sign this max deal, to stay there for five years, you know, I I, I was really hoping that he would stay. I didn't want him to to leave. Um, and he didn't seem like the player that that would do that too, because he had no. been he has he had mentioned already that he wanted to stay in Milwaukee. Um, and you know, he you know, talked. So, he was good friends with Kobe, so him and to get telling yeah. me if you want to stay one place, you got to do it in one place. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy for for Milwaukee and their fans, man. And and do the biggest thing about him signing right now is that now they won't have this distraction lingering over them during the season. Now well, they can just questions. focus on, on on playing ball. Exactly. You know, they, now it won't be um, after every game, after you know every post game. So you know where you at when you contract talks, and then then them asking the rest of the players and stuff. Do kudos to to Giannis for signing now. I wish more players would would just do that as opposed to just waiting for the end of the season and having the the, the whole contract discussion linger over your team and mess up your season. You, dude, I, I applaud him. Um, I think this does it make Milwaukee the favorite in the East. We have to wait and see, um, but dude, I I'm I'm happy for him and I'm happy for 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 Bucks fans definitely. You know, I think what influenced him more was AD. Once AD, because I was even shocked when AD sent a five year deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I thought he was gonna do one plus one because the whole talk was, oh, he they're trying to be Giannis over. I was like, man, that's just gonna be loaded. That's gonna be too crowded up in that court because <laughs> they're too, yeah. too many. Too many. <laughs> but I think once eight, once LeBron signed the extension, which that was a bigger bigger surprise. Yep. And then when AD signed his extension, and then last week you had Paul George signed an extension, say with the Clippers. I think Giannis was like, if they're staying, why do I need to go anywhere? Yeah. I think that influenced some more. Not only that, I think the influence of him being close with Kobe and everything, kind of like, you know, Kobe did it with one team. He, he complained about it, and they got it. And when he was doing it, when he wanted something, the team did it for him. Maybe I could do it the same way here. So yeah, I, and I think and, – and now I just – I hope that Milwaukee does right by him and they do everything oh, yeah. they can to try to, to, try to build a, a really good team around them. I mean, they have a good, a good squad now. Um, they're just they're, – they're missing one more piece. Oh yeah, I feel like I don't. I don't know what piece it is exactly. I like the fact that they got Holiday, 
at the point guard instead of Bledsoe. I think that's a it's a huge upgrade. Not saying that Bledsoe isn't a good player, but to get Holiday, um, I think helps that team out tremendously. Uh, Chris Milton needs to be the All Star that he was a year prior, and um, dude, I you know, I just they they need to get one more piece. I I feel like, and I know that the you know, Harden's out there. I'm not saying that that that's the piece that they're missing. Well, but, before I get into that, I was about to get into that too. But before I get into that, you know, maybe they don't need a piece. Maybe they just need Giannis to, like, and he. They said he's been developing, developing a jumper. Maybe he, they need to do that. He they want. He just needs to do a jumper more, mm-hmm. or just have better court vision for everybody else. Because you know, half the time he just rolling like a like a fucking a steamboat trying to go to the rim and everything. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe he, this year he evolves into that player he he needs to be, and it kind of like okay, we don't need anybody else. Maybe we don't know. That's a huge if because. You know, especially when you play, you have a tendency to keep wanting to do the same thing over and over and over because you know it works mm-hmm. for you. And I do the same thing too, especially when I every spot I play, I, I have the tendency to want to do the same thing over. Because even if it's not working, I still feel it's going to work the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, so you bought on the James Harden situation, which you know now that Giannis is off the table, mm-hmm. and James Harden is out there. Do the Heat now overpay to get him? Because mm. you know the whole thing was the Heat were lining up to get Giannis to sign Giannis. They were, they wanted yeah. Giannis in Miami, and now that he's off the table, do they give up all the young players to bring in Harden? Um, I don't think Miami does it. Well, here, here's the thing, dude: is that you know Pat Riley is is a basketball genius, and I think that he likes the squad they have there now because they, you know, regardless of whatever kind of season it was last year, they ran through the East. Oh yeah. And, and, and they were the best team in the East last year, hands down. So I don't think you give up, you know, your core and then, um, you know, potential picks in the future for Harden. I don't, I don't think Miami makes a move. Um, they, for you know, for whatever reason, they wanted Giannis, and they feel I'm sure they felt like Giannis was going to fit better into their into their system. I don't think James Harden will be right for their system. Uh, they're they're more of a you know a, a team um, than ISO, and and that's what Harden is. You know, Harden is his isolation player, and I think that would just mess up their chemistry. Uh, I see Harden. I, I I see him landed in Philly for some reason. You know, I feel I feel like you know with with Maury over there, I, I, it, it's it, I think that's where he's going to go. I, I Brooklyn, I don't think will make a play for him. Um, I wouldn't like him in Brooklyn because I don't think it would. I don't think he would fit with with Kyrie. Um, you be, be careful what Ky- we say about Kyrie. He might have a mood swing right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this, uh, whatever, dude. I, he, I, I don't care what kind of. Well, before I get into that point, has. I know there's a, the rumor. The rumor is out there that um, the Heat have already offered a, a package for Harden with uh, center on Tally Hero, which I don't. Yeah, that's a different story for different. I don't think he's really that great. I just think, you know, you know how it is when like when, people, when players play the Lakers, they just want to have a career day. Mm-hmm. And they always pick the Lakers. Yeah. And I think that was just Tyler Hero that day. But, who, you know, who knows? Maybe he does better this year. Maybe he regrets. We don't know. 
But I know the trade package is centered around him. I think they said Iguodala. And then uh, I forget who else. Maybe they said maybe Kendrick Nunn, maybe Duncan Robinson, just to make the money work. And oh, Kelly and Nick. You know, that's the whole squad right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at it, that's the whole squad that I had did every helped you guys help them get to the finals. Yeah. And then not only that, you already know how Jimmy Butler is. If you do yeah, not work, I, if you do not work, if you do not push your ass, Jimmy Butler's going to be like, get on your ass. And it might cause him to say, you know what? I only have two more years here. I don't have to worry about fucking staying with this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And he can just bump out. Yeah. And I, uh, again, that's why I don't think Miami will do anything. <clears throat> I, I don't see them wanting to risk losing Jimmy Butler. Because yeah. Jimmy Butler, you know, he's 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 been a really good player ever since he came into the league. And then last year in the finals, man, he really just kind of came into his own those two games. I uh, just hate it if you get flopping, fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's... That's, that's it, baby. That's today, yeah, that's yeah. NBA, though. You know, just, I shouldn't say because we have the master flopper all, of all time in our team. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was only there for a little bit. Then he went to Sacramento, and well, we know what he did there. No, I'm talking about uh, LeBron. I'm not talking LeBron. about uh, I was talking, I was talking about Vladi. I know you're talking about. Vladi. It's, you know, it's Vladi. funny. We know who we're talking about, even though by just not saying their names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was talking about Vladi. To get into the whole Kyrie situation, this dude, this dude fucking reminds me of a fucking chick on a period. I mean, and not even my girl acts like that when she's on her period or like when she's in the bad mood. She doesn't even act like this fucking Kyrie, but Kyrie's a fuck. Oh my god! Like, I don't want to talk to the media. You guys are pawns. You guys twist words. You you fucking play in a game where you have to talk to media. They're gonna scrutinize yeah. every fucking single thing you do. What do you think was gonna happen? Oh, Kyrie, Seriously. you don't talk to us, Gold Star. Here you go. Like, and bro, I, just don't get, I, I don't get how like they, these guys can say, "Oh, well, you twist everything I say." Or, it. <laughs> I mean, dude, when he took that shot at LeBron, saying that that KD is the the one teammate he's had. That he's okay. Yeah, this guy could take the last shot, you know, and it 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 might be true. It might. It it, it might be true. Um, but Kyrie only has one but, shot to but, his name, and that was it. He doesn't have no shot other than that one shot. Yeah, it it's like I, why why feel the need to the need to even say that? Why why even bring it up? Like what's the, what's the what's the purpose besides just trying to get the attention on yourself? And and trying to throw LeBron under the bus. Here's here's Other my theory. Here's my theory. Theory time, guys. Theory. I'm gonna fucking blow your mind right now. <laughs> theory. So when he wasn't, he got drafted by Cleveland. You know, he thought he could do it on his own. This guy's Kyrie's injury prone. He's always been. He couldn't even fucking finish the season in Duke. So he goes to Cleveland. Not winning. They get another number one pick, and then they get another number one pick because that's how shitty they fucking are. Mm-hmm. LeBron says, "I want to go back to Cleveland." Dan Gary probably says, "I'm not gonna consult with fucking Kyrie because Kyrie, who who the fuck is Kyrie anyways in the first play?" Yeah. And Paulie like LeBron, do you want to play with him? LeBron's like, "Yeah, I'll play with him. He, you know, he's pretty good." And I could probably fucking put him under my wing, help him out, get him better. Mm-hmm. So when after that first finals, Kyrie's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I could ball, I could mm-hmm. ball." And the second finals when they won. I hit a shot and I could ball? Yeah. That's probably when he said, like, I don't need no fucking LeBron. 
not realizing that LeBron was taking so much fucking pressure off of him mm-hmm. that it makes it so much easier for him. Because you know how much pressure LeBron takes off anybody. Well, yeah, all the de- all all the defense is is, is yeah. focused on him. Oh yeah, and so I think after that 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 third after that when they won the finals and then they lost the finals, I think he's like, oh, I, I want to be on my own. I I could be on my own. I don't need nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We'll we'll send you to Boston. We'll we'll still make the finals with you in Boston. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Then you realize how then you realize how hard it was by himself in Boston. Like, oh shit. <laughs> So my thing is, he probably thought not last year, but the year before that, he's like, "Hey, KD, I, I kind of need your help, bro. I'm just trying to make LeBron look like an idiot." Right. But not realizing he made himself look like an idiot because not only that, LeBron helped you get to the final three finals in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Celtics made it to the Conference Finals without your ass. Mm-hmm. The second year you were with Boston, uh, they were mad. They they kind of didn't want to talk to you. They didn't know what to do. They, you couldn't even make it to the conference finals. You barely made it the second round. Yeah. You go to the Nets. Nets were struggling with you on the lineup, and then they go to the bubble and actually kind of play way better than you. Mm-hmm. And now not only that, having to deal with all that, and then see LeBron go back to the finals yeah. one more time before you could do anything else, it's kind of like fuck. So what he's gonna do? It's like that kid that, you know, that always gets new toys and everything, and then you like, nobody still wants to play with him because nobody fucking likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie's that fucking kid. That's my Kyrie's thing. Kyrie's, like, Kyrie's, Kyrie's that kid. Kyrie's that kid. Hey, guys, I got a new toy. Fuck off. We don't like you. Yeah, we, don't li- we don't like you. <laughs> yeah, we don't care what you get. You could get a PS5. We still won't like you. We won't be your friend. <laughs> He's that fucking kid. And I'm saying it now, you know, you know to end, be honest, he has great fucking handles. You know, he could he, he has great handles. Mm-hmm. And he, he could score. But he has no defense. He could no. make a shot at, he he could make a shot every now and then, you know. He obviously he made that shot over Steph Curry, but I think you made a shot over a defender who doesn't play who plays less defense than James Harden, so Yeah. I if you made it if you make it over uh, Rondo, I'll give you more credit, but you didn't. Right. I don't uh, and it, it's funny that we're we're talking about Kyrie and, and the Nets right now. Um, I don't think this is gonna work out. It's not with, with KD, it, man. I think KD will get tired. He's he will get tired. Yeah, if you got tired, yeah, he's he's not gonna put up with Kyrie's uh, bullshit, and um, and I think what's what's not gonna work is that is Kyrie is such a a ball dominant player. You know, he like you said, yeah, he has handles and he can get his own shot. But in a 24-second shot clock, he takes about 13 seconds off of that clock just to get his move and then get the open shot. And what so, you said, because Kobe did that so for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so K, I, I feel like KD is not going to get as many <laughs> touches or looks as he's, you know, used to getting. Um and it, it, it's going to be interesting, man. I just I don't I don't see this whole Brooklyn thing working out. Is that and the them. reason reason why it works so good in in uh, Golden State is because uh, Curry knew that KD was better at creating his own shot, mm. and, K- and Curry knows I could just run around and get my three pointers up, and I'll be still fucking having my twenty points a night without having to worry yeah. about shooting twenty shots a night. So he's yep. like, KD, you run the show, and KD was like, cool. Because KD also knows, like, fuck, I have Clay on one side, 
other side, and then every now and then I can have Draymond hit a fucking shot behind me. Mm-hmm. Who do you have like in? If he say that one play, one game that Kurt fucking Curry, I keep saying Curry, KD brings the ball up and he's like there dribbling, trying to find a spot, and Kyrie gets mad because he's holding the ball too much and they give it to him. Yeah. I don't know. If uh, it's not gonna work, especially now, especially what Kyrie, uh, Kyrie said that they don't need a coach, and to, for Steve Nash to go into that situation is like, first of all, you don't. You said you could do without a coach, and then you, you you never listen to anything anybody says. So how how is that gonna work? Yeah, and and that's the thing too. I think that that Kyrie's <laughs> ego is gonna get in the way of Steve Nash trying to coach his team because Kyrie is probably gonna be in the huddle thinking. I'm better than you. Like, I don't need to listen to you. Like, why are you trying to run this play? And you that's know? what happened to Chucky Atkinson. Look, it happened. Mm-hmm. The players went against him because Kyrie was saying shit about him. And it's like, dude, like, this guy took a franchise that had fucking lost everything because of an aging KG and a fucking dumbass Paul Pierce. Turns it around. He's finally doing good. Took the playoff, took them to the playoffs with fucking D'Angelo Russell. Badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you saying that he can't coach? When in reality, he's probably the best coach you could have had. Yeah. But Kyrie's something special. The fucking guy believes the earth is flat. He probably believes Santa Claus is real, too. Probably. He's probably waiting on Santa. Dude. He'll be waiting on Santa next Friday. <laughs> next, Santa next, Thursday, next Thursday night, he'll put out milk and cookies for him. And if Santa does go, bring him some fucking, some fucking pills that relax his fucking moods. Like, they really need to fucking relax. Hey, well, the NBA isn't tested for marijuana no more, so... I don't so think he's on make, weed. I think he's on fucking meth. Make, <laughs> you know, he, he, he needs to get on the he needs to get on the weed. That'll be the only way to calm his Stay off down. the weed. <laughs> but I, I honestly don't think he's on. I don't think he's on weed. I think he um he probably met our neighbor. You know, you remember Cack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his little napkin. Hey guys. Hey dude, there's something white on your nose. I think that's Kyrie. <laughs> probably. I, I don't think the Nets are going to make it anywhere big. I they're putting too much pressure, but you know because they're ne- they're New York and everybody has so much fucking love for Kyrie and KD. Mm. It's like, oh Kyrie, yeah, yeah. It's uh, again on paper, great team. Yeah, looks good. But but we said that about the Clippers last year, and look what happened. Yeah, look what happened. Yeah, up up three one, three one. Let's let's go to another East team. And let's talk about the Hawks. I thought they had a good offseason. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they did a good signings. They got they picked up Rondo, obviously, and help out to help out uh, Trey Young. Yeah. I think my only issue is that we know how Rondo works, too. When shit goes wrong, Rondo starts fucking going wrong. Yeah, he'll, he'll he becomes a bad just, teammate. He'll, he'll yeah. check out. Because he knows, like, what the fuck's going on. And me personally, I think Trey Young is so fucking overrated. Okay. Honestly, dude, way overrated. Just because he, I think he saw too many Steph Curry videos, I'm like, oh, I could shoot this shot from fucking here, mm-hmm. and then he like, and it's not even look. It's not even like he could shoot. He just banks it off half the time. And it's like, dude, Steph Curry doesn't bank. He just it's a fucking swish from thirty feet, and you're banking it, and you think you're something great. And I've hated him yeah. since college. And that one game when he thought he had the game winning shot versus the Clippers and fucking, I mean the Lakers, and then uh, Tyson Chandler blocked it with a fucking finger. Mm-hmm. What pissed me off the most is how he said under the fucking the stanchion, he was like, 
like trying to make it seem like ah oh, shit, I made it. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, you're five eleven. Can you? You're going up against. You're five. I, they say he's six one, but I think he's five eleven at the fucking best day. Yeah, no, going he's, up not, against, he's not six one. Yeah, I think he's overrated. Other than other than that, like the Hawks do have a good team. Mm. I think it's gonna be weird to see how they use Rondo, how to use everything. Maybe start Rondo and put Trey Young at the at the shooting guard position. At the shooting guard. But then again, he his defense is oh my, his defense is more offense is like Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. So who who knows what happens? Because that guy, I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, they picked up good other players too with fucking uh, Bogdanovich from uh, uh, Sacramento. From Sacramento, yeah. And who else did they get? I don't. Even, I totally fucking uh, forgot. And, and they they got um, uh, he was with uh, OKC last year. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. But they 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 picked up some good pieces though. Um, and and I think what helps them out, man, is is being in the East. Yeah. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. the East is just so. It's so wide open. It's not as competitive as the West. You don't have as many teams in, in the East as you do in the West. Um, and then what helps them out too, man, is they're they're a relatively young team. Um, oh yeah, and, and I, I think I think that with the way that this NBA season is condensed, and then you know, keep in mind these guys, the, the Hawks players, haven't played in a while. You know, so they've had a nice little time off. I think they've had like eight or nine months off. All right. You know? So just. Chris Dunn, they picked up Chris Dunn from the, they signed Chris Dunn from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Was he with, the, I don't know, I forgot what team was it. So you have Chris Dunn, they saw Capella last year. I think you're thinking of Steven Adams, but he went to the Pelicans. No, 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 there was, it's a, it's another shooter. Um, one of the, another one of these, you know, European players that he, he's got a pretty oh, good Gallin- shot. Oh, Gallinari. Gallinari. Yes, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they picked him up, man. He, and he can create his own shot and, you know, and he's a he's a, he's a decent player. I think he he'll fit right in uh, with the Hawks, man. But again, going back to their youth, I think uh, especially with this season, the, these young teams, man, can really excel uh, because again of them being being so young. And then you know, again, dude, half the league didn't play in this bubble. Nope, so half the league is, is they're rested. well rested and and ready to go. Um, so you know you 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 build, you come out of the gate. Let's say if you're the Hawks, you come out of the gate, and I don't know what their schedule looks like, but let's say you know they they win, you know, eighteen of their first like twenty five games or something like that, and then especially in the East, you're in a really good position at that point to just you know run off and, and, and make the playoffs. So uh, yeah, especially if the Nets and then the Bucks and then the Heat are having issues, you're right there for taking. So yeah. the first game is next um, next Wednesday on the twenty third versus the Bulls, mm-hmm. and they play John Moran and the Grizzlies from their Pistons net. Well, I think that's going to be the least after the after those first three games, they face the Pistons. So that's going to show them where they really are, show us where they really are. Yeah, especially versus that team because that's going to prove who they are. But, yeah. Hey, they're still young, so that's a good thing. Maybe Rondo kind of evens or makes him work a little bit more, makes Trey Young realize mm-hmm. that not every shot needs to be a fucking 35-footer. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of every shot being a 35-footer, what do you think about Dame saying he's going to pull up from half court? <laughs> Am I not surprised? That foot could make anything. <laughs> yeah. After that's... fucking... 
After making the shot with f- over fucking PG, can the guy not make anything? Yeah. And- you know, and I laugh too because, oh man. Like, I love PG as a player. I, you know, I, I've bought every fucking shoe he's had had came out with. Mm. Oh, now, and then to see him regress like this is like kind of sad. Dude, because when, when he was in Indiana, he was all oh, fucking phenomenal. And, and, and when they played the Heat in that playoff series, man, he came onto the scene. I mean, Paul George was a, was a, Baller, he was. That that, that's that's the Paul George I want to see. Now you know again because of his injury, who knows if um, you know it's it's still in his head and he doesn't trust his you know his body that much anymore. You know, obviously is he's older now too. That's another thing. Also, Um, yeah, but when he was with the Pacers, man, he he was he was he was a different type of player. You know. My thing was, and I, I noticed this, and I, I keep telling you this about this, but I'm not going to mention the name that he, the person he hangs out with because anytime you mention that family's name, they kind of try like, oh, they're trying to use this fucking clout. That's what they do this for. That's what everybody says their name for. And like, no, we're not trying to use for that. We're trying to make you realize you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. But anyways, since he started hanging out with a certain YouTuber, I'll uh-huh. just say that, his game has gotten to shit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say this because... He's hanging out with this YouTuber who wants wanted to be a baller. Now he wants all of a sudden wants to be a boxer. Hope he gets fucking destroyed when he her fucking fights. Yeah. But he wanted to be a baller. He couldn't make it. So what do you do? Let me find an NBA player that wants to be fucking cool with me. Paul George is like a fucking mentito. Oh, hey, guy, hey, I'll be your friend. Yeah. Because I want to be an influencer now. If you notice, he just tries to influence anything he does. and doesn't take out a leaf for anything. Put those two hand in hand. They're going to be fucking idiots together and be like, oh, do this, do that. Oh, you're better than anybody else. He got the, and all of a sudden, what, he, what happened? He got the fucking Kawhi treatment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, come on. Like, you were a good player. And then all of a sudden, you stop taking accountability. You start hanging out with the wrong crowd. And then you think you deserve the shit like Kawhi. Yeah, cause I could break a fucking, I could break a shot off a fucking backboard and get paid two hundred twenty million for that shit. I'll do that shit all day. <laughs> Not even, I won't even take that much. Give me five million, I'll break a shot like that and pay it over five years. I'll be fucking good. Right. <laughs> give me six. Give me six figures. Yeah, give me. Yeah, I'll do it for you all the time. I think, yeah. but you know the funny thing, I think he's been giving lessons to uh, Patrick Beverly because he's been breaking him off the side of the backboard too. <laughs> <laughs> but well, to go back Beverly, on the. He's only good for one thing, and that's for shit talking, and that's it. Even then, his, his shit talking is not that good. Yeah, I wish he would have played around when Kobe was around because he would probably shut the shut him the fuck up. Because anybody who tried to shit talk to him about Kobe, mm-hmm. Kobe would fucking shut him down so quickly. I was like, I can't say shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like that one time, PG uh, Paul George was trying to shit talk. Uh, what's his name Jamal uh, Jamon Green, and he's like, "What well, do you think you're a Kobe? We don't love you like that." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. To get back on Dame though. Other than other than Curry, I think Dame is probably the one guy that can make any fucking shot. Yeah, anywhere on the court. Anywhere in the court. It doesn't matter who's on him, how many seconds he's gonna make the shot. Because at the end of the day, he knows if I miss it. Oh wow, I'm gonna live to see another day. If I make it, fuck it, let's go. He has yeah. a mentality like I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He has that killer mentality in him. 
I just you know the whole two uh, shooting guard thing. I hope it. I I would love it to see it work, but I, to be honest with you, I would hope the Blazers just realize and say, you know what, let's trade McCullough, keep and just bring some of the other people in to bring better pieces in to help them out. Yeah, I just don't I, think I that the. I don't think the trade value for McCullum is there, though. It's not. I don't, I don't That's a sad see, thing. I don't see like who. You know, they, you know they would some, get or. There'll be one team that will pay, and they just they overpaid for somebody right now, and it's the Hornets. They always overpay for everybody. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> so Jay, like, yeah, you want you want, but you want McCullum? Just give us some good pieces. <laughs> right. But yeah, the trade value is not there. And I would love to see Dame Leonard to bring a championship to Portland because Portland's that one team that's been around for so long as a, as the Bucks. It's a very small market. Mm. Bill Walton, you know, everybody's been there. Has had a historic franchise. Yeah. It just they they can't. Who? I mean, I don't want to go to Portland. Do you want to go to Portland? <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, that's what it comes what, down to. That's what it, yeah. That's what it comes down to is that these guys just don't want to go to these small market it's like, teams, and it's like. It's like playing in Utah. Do you want to play in Utah? There's no fucking alcohol. It's dry on the week. <laughs> like, do you want to? There's no strip club. That's I think why it's like James Harden never want to go to Utah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyways, but it's like you look at Portland. Like it's always raining. Do you want to be there? Yeah. You Good for to, Dame. You have to be an outdoor person, I think, to to want to stay there. But no, I think Dame is obviously, you know, he's he's staying loyal to the team that drafted him. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And, and and to the fan base, man. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind as long as it's not at our expense. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dame, you know, bringing a championship uh, to Portland. But I just I don't I don't see it happening, man. He just doesn't have the pieces around him. And it's, and, it's only so, and it's only so much that he can do on his own. Yeah, and I think I think that's what Steve Ballmer realized. Like, you know, if I, if I want to build a friend, a historic franchise, I can't buy a small market team. So he went about the Clippers. Because you know mm-hmm. him and Paul, him and Paul Allen were both from Microsoft. So Paul Allen was a former owner of the of the Blazers. Who he died. I don't forgot what year he died, but he was a former owner. And I think that's how Steve Ballmer realized that you know I need to buy a big market team because that's going to help me more. Yeah, and I think just re- him realizing that, but also us realizing like you know it sucks for Dame. As much as we want him to get traded to the Lakers, I want him to work in in uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this. You know we've always I've I think it was a few months. I think it was the beginning of the year. I sent you the list of the top ten NBA players of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sending it right straight now. I'm ending that discussion. There's, there's top. I'm not putting him in order. There's been great players over generations, over years, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for my sake and for everything else, I don't want to say there's who's the go to. This every generation, every decade has been a different player. Yeah, we grew up with Jordan, and then Kobe, and now LeBron. People before us grew up with Magic, Bird, Cream, Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe, LeBron. Every decade is a new player. Yeah, and I think that's what hurt us. Mike, I think that's what hurt me too. That having to deal with hating LeBron so much, I didn't get to see his full value, his full greatness, and everything. Mm-hmm. Because we're loyal to Kobe, and, and like, and it sucks because like we love Kobe, and then for this kid coming, like, I want to be like Jordan. Like, no, Kobe's Jordan. Kobe is yeah. Jordan. Yeah. 
But for now, I do not want to talk about who's the greatest, who's this. I just want to enjoy the game because we didn't get to enjoy Kobe. We kept just saying we, we got to enjoy Kobe because we're from L.A. Yeah. But nobody else did because why? East Coast. He's not from the East Coast. You know, we have LeBron. We have this. We have that. Oh, he's never going to be like Jordan. Mm-hmm. That I think that's what hurt so much too. Like having to do it. Then when he died, when Kobe died, I think that's when I was kind of like, everybody like, oh, Kobe is such a player. Like, why are you coming out of the woodworks now for him? Where yeah, are you at exactly. when he was dominating the league? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's question. Like, I think that list I sent you was probably the best list. Like, probably like uh, the best list you could ever handle. Yeah, I I, I remember telling you that I think it was. As far as like a top ten all time, I think it was one of the best that was, you know, put together. As, as I mean, from what I saw, and, and I think it, I think it was Jordan one, mm-hmm. Kobe two, LeBron three, Magic Bird, mm-hmm. Shaq, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan. I'm trying to remember who else. I think I, I forgot the last two. Yeah, I forget who the who the last two were, and and what's funny is even just with those eight players, man. Um, again, it, it, it's such a that that discussion. I th- I think can go so many different ways. Oh yeah, and again, it's because, like you said, it just depends on what generation you grew up with. It depends on who you grew up watching. It depends on whose career you were able to see all the way through. Uh, where you grew up, who your team was. There's so many different factors into this whole greatest of all time discussion. And then comes the other topic of, well, how do you measure it? Do you measure it by the teams they were on? Do you measure it by the competition they played against? What what era they played in? Do you measure it by championships? Do you measure it by finals appearances? There's so many different factors that, that come into play when people want to talk about like the greatest of all time, you keep on bringing it up. You know, we grew up, you know, as, as, as Laker fans. So for us, for me, it was, you know, magic Johnson in the showtime era. And then, and then Jordan came onto the scene once he finally beat the, the Pistons. And then they played the, the Lakers in the finals in 91. And, and that's when I started becoming, you know, a Jordan fan. So then I remember when he, when he beat us, I was like, okay, this guy's good. And this is when I started getting into basketball was in, in the nineties. And so then I remember watching the, the 92 finals and, and then the, the discussion was, Oh, well, you know, it's, it's Clyde versus Jordan. We're going to see who's the best two guard. And so I remember watching that, that finals and, just seeing the way Jordan played and knowing that that question was up in the air. Okay. Well, who's the best two guard? Who's the best shooting guard in the league? He not only outplayed Clyde, but I felt it was like, he was telling everyone, Hey, I'm the man. I'm the best shooting guard. I'm the best player in the league. And then when they played the Suns in 93 um, and, and, and did the three peat, I was like, dude, this this like, as soon as he got a taste of what the finals was like, like he, he, no one was beating him. No one was knocking him off that pedestal. And then once he, uh, when he retired, um, I was, I, I, I remember when he retired, man. I was like, dude, I just got into basketball, <clears throat> and now the, the, the best player that I've ever seen up until that point, you know, is gone. I was like, 
what the heck? Like, and I kept on watching. I still watch basketball. And then I remember when he came back, and I was so hyped, dude. And I was so like just ready to see him come back. And 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 I remember watching that first game he came back against the Pacers, and I was like, dude, he's not the same player. I was like, this is insane. Like, it's not the same Jordan that I remember watching. And then when he came back in that 95-96 season and and just dominated, I was like, dude, this guy, I was like, there's there's no one that's ever going to be better than Mm -hmm. him. And then, you know, we get this this 18-year-old kid out of Philly and then you start seeing little glimpses, you know, of his game, kind of reminiscent of, of Jordan's game. And, you know, they, and, and, and I remember when in the playoffs when he threw up those air balls against Utah, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why were you taking those shots? And you know, I, was, I remember I was so mad. And then it was like, oh, this dude's kind of like a ball hog now. And But as he got, <clears throat> you know – as he got older and he started learning the game more, I was like, yeah, this, this kid's going to be the closest thing that we're ever going to get oh, you yeah. know, to, to Jordan. So again, just kind of going back to the whole discussion, dude, it just, it really depends. I mean, if you talk to someone who, you know, watched basketball back in the fifties and sixties, they'll tell you that, Oh, well it was, you know, Will and it was Bill and it was Oscar Robinson and, you know, and names like David Thompson might come up. Um, you know, Walt Frazier, all these other names. So it, it just really, I think, depends on, like, who you grew up watching, dude, and, and all these other things that I mentioned before uh, when it comes to this whole discussion of, well, who's the greatest of all time and who's the top ten and who's the Mount Rushmore for basketball? The other you know reason I don't put Walt Chamberlain in there, I, I had him in there before, but I took him out because, oh, you know, Fred, Kareem, number, was not Kareem, and I forget the number, one more missing for the top ten, but then, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But the reason I didn't put a, a Will Chamberlain in there is because he, if you look at it, he he reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook before Russell Westbrook. Mm. Inflating numbers, you know, back then, especially back then, like they said, if here's this guy 6'10", 6'11", 7 foot tall, playing against centers who's 6'2", 6'5". Yeah. He just inflated his numbers. Like, oh, of course he's an average fucking 20 rebounds a game, 20, fucking 50 points a game. He's There's nobody really blocking him. Mm-hmm. He, Not to take away, he's still a great player, but I just felt like he inflated his numbers a little too much, just like Russell. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I didn't, that's the reason why I don't put him in the top 10. Yeah. And again, that see, that goes back to like that other argument where it's, well, it's the level of competition that these guys played against. And then that's when the whole discussion comes. Well, like all these guys that played in the sixties and seventies and eighties, can they play in today's game that, you know, these players are a whole lot faster. They're a whole lot stronger, you know, and then who can you plug in from, from, you know, a certain era and who, who can play and in, in each era that you, you have. And so it's like, I think there's only three players. I think there's only three players you can plug in from back then to now, and I think that's Kareem, Magic, and Bird. Because mm-hmm. Bird, because he had that side shot, and then like he's when he had when the three pointer came on, man, that added another level to his game. Yeah, yeah. Magic, because he he's a base of LeBron, and then Ben Simmons as a as a tall point guard. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason I say Kareem is because his finesse game, the way he just does that sky hook and everything. He Yeah, well, the sky hook was unguardable. Yeah, it's unguardable. So I think those are the three players you could plug in now, and they'll still be a great as they were back in the 80s. Yeah, I would probably, um, from the 80s, I think I would add one more player. And, and I would say I think Isaiah Thomas can play in today's game. The reason I was saying that, but the reason I, I didn't add him, I think, is he's too aggressive. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is now, nigga. You get fouled for fucking every little thing. I remember yeah. he was in, he was in day and age of the ball, the hand check shit when you could smack their hands and say fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I didn't put him on there. But he 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 could translate because of the way he's very shifty and everything. But I just think his aggressiveness will kind of bounce him out, like not give him the recognition he got back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I can but, see that. I I just think like with his offensive game. Oh yeah. Um. I think he would fit in into to the, and especially with you know the fact that there is no hand checking now. Uh, like, how would I, I don't I don't see how anyone would stop someone like him because he was so shifty. You know, he could handle the rock, he could shoot. Um, so I think that would be another player that I would add that. Could, you know, you know what I forgot to say? Now. I forgot to say uh, Dennis Rodman would be perfect to translate to today's game. Oh my gosh! Today's because you. Because the way he could rebound, but the way you could put him in by the box and just have him score quick layups with everybody else. Imagine him yeah. with the Warriors. So, take him out for Draymond Green and the Warriors. Dude, but even because for me, more so it'd be because of his defense. Is, because, yeah, his defense is great. When he, was with, when he was with the Pistons, dude, he can guard all five positions. You know, and, and people and people forget, man. He he gave, you know, Jordan problems. He gave Magic problems. He gave Scotty problems. The 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 man could defend back then, back when he was with the Pistons. The thing about this, him and you put him plug him. Say he played and he's with the Warriors instead of Draymond. Think about that. Fight, think about the finals when they do. But not only that, the fact that you don't have to use Iguodala on LeBron. You can use fucking the Warm on LeBron. Mm-hmm. And the way his physicalness and his toughness will be on LeBron is there's no way LeBron will overpower him like he does everybody else. Yeah. And we talk about him as a way of the same way we talk about Kawhi, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or just have I'll... him guard Giannis. Think about him guarding Giannis. Oh man. Jesus. I I think with again, we haven't seen what Giannis has developed over the offseason. But I think just going based off of his game right now, dude, Rod- Rodman would shut him down. Gian- Giannis would not be a factor at all. And, 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 and that's just, again, dude, because Rodman was just such a great defender. Be- but again, because of the rules that were in place back then, you know, the NBA was a whole lot more physical, oh, yeah. hand check and roll. So he knew how to play that, but I think he could still adapt to the way it is now. Again, because of his length and because of of his athletic ability to be able to guard all five positions, I think he he'd be able to still guard some of these guys. 
And the reason I, you know, how you said, oh, because the world's back. The reason I said him, because, you know, as you watch the last dance, they said he'll be watching plays of how to get the rebounds, how to perfectly be positioned. Mm. That's like the only reason I'll say he'll be so translated to this game. Cause now with all technology, he could be on the bench and see where he fucked up at and be boom. Like, cool. Yeah. He was so invested in the game that he knew, like, he didn't have to score, but, he, but him for him now will be perfect. That's like the only reason I say he'll make it because with today's rule, he's like, okay, if I can't do this, I go ahead and do this. He knew yeah. how to do. He knew how to adapt. He knew how to adapt and overcome. And and going to that clip that you're talking about, the last dance, dude. When he was breaking that down, how he knew how certain players could would you know? Well, their shots will miss to the left, and this guy's will miss this way. It's like, dude, you have to be such a student of the game, and in particular, just knowing how certain players shoot the ball, and then when they miss, that like where the ball is going and stuff. When he broke that down, I, I, I know I saw there, there was memes out there on Instagram where people were like, oh, when he was saying all this, it was like, what are you talking about? But if, if you, you know, if you know the game, you knew what he was talking about. And it was just insane how he broke down, like, where he would position himself for rebounds. And, and no one could be like, oh, that's all BS. No, it's not because the dude led the league for, like, I think seven or six or seven straight years. And rebounded, so he knows what he was talking about. Oh yeah, um, you know it was it was it, 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 it was just crazy, man. It was insane. I mean, outside of Duncan, uh, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and I'll say the Dream, Hakeem Olajuwon, he's mm-hmm. probably one of the best rebounders in the league. And Bill Walton, because yeah. Bill Walton was a great rebounder. Yeah. He, outside of those three, outside of those four, he, he was probably one of the greatest rebounds of all time for his size, oh, yeah. too. This guy was size. not six, yeah. he's not six ten, six ten. he was six five. Yeah, yeah, for so his that's size, how you even man. made it better. It was, it was, uh, yeah, no, he was, he was one hell of a, a defender and, and, and rebounder, man, one of a kind. All right, just to make this, like I said, me and David could talk fucking forever and we could talk about, like, we could make our one episode to a miniseries and be fucking keep going. <laughs> but, you know, I do want to, I don't want you guys to get too tired of, you know, this is why I love having them. I mean, yeah, and we fuck so good together. Like, we fuck so good. It's like so easy. Like, we flow, we fucking talk. We, could, we know what we're talking about. Like I said, we know who we're talking about before we even say a name. Before we even say a name, yeah. Yeah. This is why I love talking. This is why I wanted to do the podcast with them because, like, we—I said—we just fuck so fucking good. It's like, bam. Yeah. Like, you know just, what I'm gonna say. Uh, you know uh, what I'm gonna say before you're gonna say it. So, like, perfect. Yeah. No, our, our our chemistry, man, is is definitely one of the reasons why we were like, we gotta do this together. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, we have fucking stories for days to make our ass fucking laugh. You guys make your guys laugh off your fucking ass so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to get your brother on here one day and hopefully him tell the story about. The wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! That <laughs> that was a yeah. We I won't, still don't we'll say that. We'll just wait for him to. to we'll wait for him. We need him on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still I still don't know how I got that home that day. <laughs> you guys, you guys were a mess, man. I oh my gosh. All I remember still is your father in law trying to shake my hand while he was peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, good Oscar. I gotta go. Finish up there, but make sure you get into the urinal, not the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Not only that, that times, it, it was you know, not only that, we took over the DJ. <laughs> we started yeah. we started playing nineties hip hop and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I remember that before, oh. before you guys, before both of you disappeared. Well, I left. I was like, I need to go home because I lived. I didn't get a hotel room or anything. I know Oscar was like, you just stay on the couch. You can stay with us. I'm like, nah, I'm good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I drove home. Your brother left for a different certain reason. We need to get him on here for it. <laughs> <laughs> that we still bring up to this day because this shit was fucking oh, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It was just, it was, it was a mess. It was. <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm telling you. This is why we need to do a, a trip to Big Bear with all of us. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, like, the way... Dude, we, girl- do, we, do a, we do a trip to Big Bear, man. We're not getting a security deposit back for the cabin. <laughs> that, that's, how- that's a given. So, for my girlfriend, for her birthday, her birthday was in July, we went to Big Bear. And then for, on the day of her birthday, she was calling everybody in her contact list, taking shots and having, FaceTiming them and shot, taking a shot with them. We called mm-hmm. you, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I know you remember that, but the, at the same time, I was like, man, everybody's just everybody else, like all of her friend, her cousins are just looking at her like, oh, she's just calling other people to take shots. I, we had a karaoke machine there, so I picked it up. <laughs> and she's calling, she's calling people, and I'm talking on the mic. I'm like, how are you guys doing today? Like being a fucking idiot. Like, hey, you guys from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> you guys from out of town? So she starts. She's talking to her cousin. She's like, she's like, babe, shut up back in here. I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, she, and I started doing the get when I don't know out of nowhere. I get, I make funny voices when I'm drunk, and I start doing the. If you guys are from Los Angeles and Hispanic, you guys know that get buena, and you always remember the guy said, see, see, see. I start doing that fucking voice, <laughs> and she's like, shut up. She's getting mad because she's trying to talk to her cousin and everything, and I'm like, more than me don't see you no me quiero mi novia. I'm like, look, get buena. And all you hear in the background of her phone on the phone is like, is that your boyfriend talking? <laughs> I can't. I had fucking everybody fucking rolling. Everybody's fucking laughing and shit. I was like, man. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, we didn't get man. the cops calling us because we are Hispanic in a white area. <laughs> nothing right. but Trump's nothing but Trump supporters over there. <laughs> oh, out of Big Bear, yeah, definitely. <laughs> My girlfriend's up with Trump flags, and she's like, "Oh, she's saying all that. Oh, they fucking love Trump." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not the place to say that shit in because, yeah, we might get arrested." <laughs> right. Oh man. Like I said, we have stories for fucking days. We we have so much shit to talk about. I want to hear a story oh, about yeah. you and Six Flags hung over the next day. <laughs> we could do that on the next episode. Well, yeah, we could do that on the next one. <laughs> because uh, I, if I can't do this on hungover, I don't know how you guys did Six Flags hungover. It wasn't fun. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you a story about Six Flags too with me and my girlfriend in the next episode too because, man, we went one time. <laughs> wrong decision to go. <laughs> well, yeah, we have, like I said, we have so many stories. Out, you know, I kind of end one the episode here. Hopefully next week you'll be over here. You know, I'll buy the I'm a, I'm gonna be all like Dave Chappelle and Joe and Joe Rogan and buy the temperature thing and shit. Check everybody's temperatures before Wait, they check, check everyone's temperature. Yeah. Let me see your negative well, uh, test before you come in. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna do something that the government knew shit could not do when he went on a dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, man. Hopefully, I, hopefully next week, man, we'll, we we could do this in person. And if yeah, anything, I'll, I'll, I'll cover up, man. I wear a mask. Yeah. We'll bring your brother over. Forget that story, and because I'm pretty yeah. sure we want to hear the story now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm sure people are curious. Like, well, what happened Wait, at that what, wedding? Like, oh gosh, what's his what's his fiance's name? Uh, well, not no, fiance, no more. They're married now. Oh, they're married. Oh, what's what's his wife's name? Yeah, Rita. 
Rita, Rita, yeah, we don't yeah. mean any harm to you. We're just joking around. You know, we got to get funny shit out. There's going to be funny shit when I say about my girlfriend, too, and she's going to be fucking, why are you saying that story for? Which, by the way, I want, before I get off, I told her I was going to do this. Do you ever sleep when you and Kara sleep together? Did she ever take all the blankets and leave your fucking freezing death? We wake up the next morning, you're like fucking frozen in the spot, and you tell Carol, like, did you even check on me in the, like, to see if I was cold or not? All the time. <laughs> all the time. So what? I mean, now, now, now that I have, I mean, now that I have my own blanket, but when we used to share, no, dude, all the time, all the time. I'd, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, dude, and, and okay, not only that though, okay, <laughs> not only that, but we have about maybe that I think like four pillows, five <laughs> pillows on the bed, and she takes all one's, of them. One, one's mine, the rest are hers. Okay, and. And and the, and the sad part is, is that we used to have a we used to have a queen bed. So, I kid you not, but dude, I'm a, I'm a big guy. <laughs> I I wouldn't even have half the bed. I would just have one one little inch of the bed. That would that was it. She has the rest, and I'm just like, you know, like a mummy, just <laughs> sitting straight. And and now that we have a a, a king bed. And there's plenty of room. He's seven inch. I, I, I still sleep like I have that little space, even though I have more room. Dude. It's, it's just self-consciously, I feel like that. that's it. That's all I get. And the reason I bring this up, though, is because I last week and we, we fell asleep and I'm fucking fr- my house, my apartment gets you know how where I live it's fucking weird. There's no yeah. insulation in the fucking wall. So you get fucking either get super fucking cold or super fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right now it's, and obviously right now it's cold. So my room, my room gets like we're in the house gets super fucking cold. And then she has a blanket. We're taking a nap, and I wake up fucking frozen in place. I'm like, and I look over. She's all hot and comfortable. I'm like, did you not decide to fucking check on me? Did you not think I was gonna be dead? Like, at least check my leg. Like, hey, are you okay? Like, I thought I was fucking peeing icicles and taking shits of icicles for a fucking two days and stuff. <laughs> And she's like, you're never gonna. Let, she's like, you're never gonna let that go. I'm like, do you let anything go? <laughs> you always find me or something, right? And and it's not about letting it go. It's like it's fucking cold. Her her excuse is like, it's because you don't like the bl- the, sh- the blankets. You never go under the blankets. I'm like, yeah. When I'm napping, I don't because I like being sweating and napping because it's fucking weird when you sweat and nap. I like to just like sleep and na- and when I'm sleeping, yeah. I like to go. <laughs> Well, Carol's thing, thing is, Carol's thing is because, and 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 it, it's true. I'm, dude, I'm warm blooded, so it's like even when it's cold, if if I'm wrapped up in a blanket, you sweat. I will. Oh, dude, I. This is gonna sound disgusting, but I will wake up in a puddle <laughs> of sweat. Dude, like during, during the summer, bro, I, I I do not cover up at all. I can't because <laughs> then I I will wait. I will wake up. Literally, dude, drenched. <laughs> so we have a, I have a queen size bed too. So I went from a twin size bed. I don't know how we made it work with a twin size bed with me and her. And I have a queen size bed for the times where we do nap on the bed, where she fucking takes over the whole bed. And she's like, "Why the, why are you so, when we nap sometimes you're always on the against the wall." I'm like, "Cause you fucking take over the whole bed." Yeah. I'm like in the corner, like. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, I'm like, they, and they, and they never, they never get it. They just, they, they're like, oh, why are you over there? I'm like, well, what do you mean, why I'm over here? Because you're spread out like a starfish and taking up the I whole know, damn bed. 
I know Carol's waiting for you to get off air behind you while with the fucking fighting pants. Like, all right, motherfucking talk shit. I'll get you right now. I know my girlfriend, when she hears this, she's right now when I, when she hears, when she hears this shit, she's like, oh, really, huh? So you want to talk shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's not the frying pan. She's got the cast iron ready. (laughs) She's like telling Valerie and, and, uh, and Jazz, what's your dad saying right now? Right. But anyways, and the, like, and, and, and the walls here are super thin, dude. So yeah, uh, sure you better run out that house quick as you can. <laughs> I'm gonna get that bubble on. The, uh, I'm gonna run out the back door right now. And just go out. Oh yeah, just desert. just roll down the hill since you have a hill on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna hop on somebody's quad out there and just and just be like, just drive, man, just drive, just go. <laughs> Jesus, you know it feels like me and my girl have been married for like for ten years already, even though we've been only for for four. <laughs> I don't know how to imagine it with you guys for twenty one. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's a blessing. But yeah, there's 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 times where it's like, okay, come on, let let me, let me get half the bed at least now. <laughs> <laughs> let me poop in peace. I need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man hopefully you come down next week we will get hopefully get your brother on see what he says <laughs> yeah by the yeah, way if we'll, you guys uh, ever meet them, if you guys ever meet both of them they look exactly like exactly like each other no like not exactly that be... food, no not exactly that was ugly <laughs> 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 no my girl thought you guys were twins she's like are they twins i'm like no <laughs> We're six, and, and here's the funny thing is that we're we're six years apart, and people think my brother and I are twins. It's it's, you know, I guess good for me because people think I look younger, and then bad for him because then he you know obviously looks older. So I remember I remember one time your your sister in law Jessica, she's like she thought he worked at Disneyland because he looked like a person that would be the Mickey Mouse. That is to be like what the fuck you guys are talking shit about me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, fuck you guys man. I'm not going on the show <laughs> No we need to get him on We gotta do everything We'll do everything We'll tell him what Yeah I'll get him on I'll tell him my brother has some weed You know he'll pop on right away Yeah we'll just give him that And some Jameson He'll come on <laughs> We should do that episode next week With fucking Jameson On the Roxas and Tequila And just fucking See what we can do <laughs> Oh my gosh dude No that would be so bad <laughs> By the end of the show We'll be starting like <laughs> I don't know where your, I don't know your father will pop out again in the fucking urine. <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar, if you ever hear this, I'm not talking shit. It was just funny that you did that shit to it me. Was, it was just, <laughs> it was I hilarious. Believe, I can't believe that, dude. That is so funny. I don't think, I don't think that's, that's what happens at weddings, though. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's his daughter. It's his is uh, his middle child daughter. So he was probably excited and getting faded. And not only that, everybody from the hood was back there too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's what made it better. But, all right, man, I'll let you go. I, yes, sir. You know, it, was, it was fun. Like I said, we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could just go and go and go, and we'll be oh, on yeah, flow. We'll keep on going. Yep. But, all right, guys, you know, hopefully I have their back over here next week. We'll hopefully we get his brother on here to talk about this shit. If not, we'll just do a three way Skype with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but hope you guys have a great rest of the week. You know, this is Tanque Tacon Drew El Tanquecito. And I'll let you call it yourself, David. Well, yeah, this is uh, Chef D, man, with with Andrew. We've been talking about doing this podcast for a while. So, 
you know, if you made it through the whole episode and you listen, thank you guys. And then next week, we're going to try to be in person together in the same room. If not, we'll do this whole Skype thing again. But everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, just a reminder, Lakers and Dodgers, baby, we're champs this year. Just want to remind everybody out there. Wait, quick, five seconds. Who, who, who makes the NBA Finals this year? Five seconds. Um, I'm going to say Lakers and uh, Milwaukee. I'm going to go with Lakers, and I'm going to throw a dark horse in there. I'm going to say Hawks, because I feel like they might be the dark horse to come out of nowhere. Because the East is weak. You know the East is weak. The yeah, Eastern Conference. Yeah. <laughs> the Le- All right, guys. The Eastern Conference. Yeah. Have a great one. <laughs>